someone in order to do a cold open. Bitch, did you just, did yeah, you he just did. fucking he click did. it? I he just did. had to. There was no transition I could do. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Lorecast Eternals. Sneaky beaky. <laughs> Hello again, everyone. It has been a minute. Hello. I believe a month and a half. Uh, yeah, no. Yes, yeah, a month yeah. and a half. It has yeah. been a minute. How are you beautiful bastards doing? Is that a question to me? No, I'm waiting for the Discord to talk to me, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just checking. Just checking. Well, yeah, obviously, we're just waiting for, you know, someone to rise up from the depths of Discord, give us a call exactly while we're recording, even though we don't promote this, and then be like, oh, yes, I am here to answer your questions from the void. Some, 100%. Some, some of the people in the Discord would not put it past them. Yeah, At this point, I'm just waiting fair. for for uh, Johnny Doe to pop out of my fucking closet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, hello guys. We are we're back. We we are back. We be back. It has been a while since we've done an episode, so we're doing one today. Hey, and uh, I think we put this in the Discord, but we're doing uh, the capturing of Slanesh this time. Uh, this is gonna be this is probably probably gonna be a bit of a shorter episode because we've kind of gone over this topic um a couple times on over the over the uh, year basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're upcoming our year anniversary. Yeah, July fifteenth, I think. Um, you know, it's sometime in July for sure. Yeah, mid July is gonna be our yeah. year somewhere around there. Yeah, but we, yeah, we can check later and see exactly when our first upload was. So, um, yeah, this this is probably gonna be a bit of a short episode because a lot of this information has already been covered. But we're gonna condense it all into one go and just yeah. kind of give us a. Not to mention, Jacob and Mitchell still have a Warhammer game to play this evening, and it's already. Eleven thirty. Ha ha! Hey. I'm going to bed at five o'clock in the morning. Hey oh! I'm going to jail. Uh, but yeah, so we're keeping it short, simple, just kind of ease us back into the flow because it's been about a month and a half, and uh, yeah. But before we hop into the episode, we have a couple announcements, as always. Um, first being that, like we just mentioned, we are coming up on our year anniversary, um, which is kind of a big thing because I don't think any of us expected to be doing this for a whole year. <laughs> like, going to be honest, when they say starting a podcast, the first 10 episodes are by far the most difficult and it's never gotten easier. I mean, yeah. honestly, I don't, I don't think it was, I mean, I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, there no, was yeah. a learning curve and whatnot, but like we never really got super stressed about it. And, you know, like smart people, we haven't included money yet. So how, we haven't had financial stress at all, which is nice. Yeah. And like, yeah, we, oh, that, that'll probably change soon. Well, we've had financial stress, <laughs> just not involving the podcast. Yeah. But, no. uh, you know, we, oh, oh, we're talking about general financial stress. Oh, well, then oh, that cons- case, ah! like, yeah, no, Con- paying double rent for almost three, well, three months. Yeah. Oh. My, my, my <laughs> fucking, was, yeah, that was three months. Wasn't it? my yeah. rent went up Fuck. and whatnot. Yeah. It's been fucking, it's been great. Been yeah. Great. Inflation. Yeah, I want to hey, die. At least, at least I'm gonna be helping you pay that right now. Bacon is like six buck, uh, six bucks a pack now, and I'm fucking livid. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna talk about gas. <laughs> Bruh, I'm so glad I have a gas card at work. Otherwise, I'd be, I'd be pumping. Bruh, if they were making, if they were making you, pay, if they were making you pay gas out of your own pocket, they'd, you'd have to be working per diem. Yeah. You'd have to be. Oh yeah, like fuck that. Anyhow, no, and, and it, it, it would have to be like a five hundred dollar per diem. Because oh, no, yeah. I went, I went to. Let's hear. I think it was last week. Um, I drove to, so first of all, you know, those cards that have been giving me issue at work that we supposedly got fixed are the ones that keep fucking not working and you keep not having diesel for your job. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured out why it doesn't work. So the, the, or the issue that I've been having the gas station that I like to go to because they have like one random little, um, 
like semi truck pump that's off by itself, so I don't feel like I'm stealing from the semis whenever I go and fill up there. Uh, so it turns out that that place puts a three hundred and fifty dollar hold on my card whenever I use it. Are you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. Well, so no, you it's, could... it's because I go through the semi the the semi slot, but okay. I have I have to fill a hundred gallon ox. No, tank. that's fair. But just to make and sure so... I have this correctly, you could get twenty bucks worth of diesel hypothetically. And it'll ca- it would they would put a three hundred and fifty dollar hold in your card. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So um, so anyway, I'd go there, and apparently the way that it works, the way it was charging our card, is it would put a three hundred and fifty dollar hold on our card on top of whatever we pumped. So that'd be like I five hundred. So I pumped twenty five gallons, and my card would go, ah, yes, this is a uh, five hundred dollars worth of diesel. You're done. When I'd only gotten 20, 20 gallons. Oh, so basically, like, and on top of that, when you had, like, let's say your, your whole, every one of your jobs fills up the same day, you're, you're fucking, like, bit, like, like your boss's boss sitting there like, why did we spend three grand on diesel today? Yeah, no, it's actually, it, <laughs> yeah. it's actually pretty funny because uh, Carrie is starting to kind of stress over gas. She's like, are we going to have enough? And Scott's like, I don't know. We're going to keep out. putting broken ass machines out on the, out on the work yard. But no, um. No, so finally, what I ended up having to do is I ended up having to drive all the way to fucking Page to go get gas at um, that new gas station that's gone that's gone in. Dude, I love that gas station. Oh, it's so, so nice. But no, I had to drive Wait, all the way up there. Was that the one that we got the sandwiches from on our way up here? The one with the water burger no, connected it's, to? It's no, the one with the different water one. Different yeah. one. Yeah, yeah no. No, um, no, that's the Circle K. I just like going there because like they have good food selection and drink selection. Yeah, it's nice. But no. Um, so we stopped there though, and I I had to drive all the way out there to go get gas, which is like twenty miles out of my way. It takes me like fifteen minutes to get there. Nice break, right? Yeah. Um. So I guess it's yeah. I think it's about twenty miles I out of my way. Used to stop at that gas station to um go get bagels on my way to work in the morning. Yeah. No, they got a Einstein Bros in there. It's pretty nice, dude. It's nice. But Eat. anyway, I filled up. So I was running low on gas for my truck, just in general, and I was bone dry on my ox. Because I hadn't been able to fill up enough gas. So that's keep... probably like 120 gallons of diesel, damn near. Right uh, there. It was, it wasn't, I don't fill it up, the ox tank up completely because it needs room to breathe. Mm-hmm. So usually it's closer to 90 gallons. Uh, and then, yeah, my truck has I'm like a you have like 25 a... gallon tank. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking a Ford. But I, pump, I, pump, well, I straight up pump 500. Well, because you have a 450, don't you? Well, your workers yeah. have a Ford 450? Yeah. So yeah, that has to be a 20, 25 gallon tank. So yeah, no, how about, that's like 105, 110 gallons right there. Yeah. yeah. So I pumped, I, it ended up being um, $500. Exactly. No, it was actually really funny. I was like, okay, I know my truck's basically full, but like, can I rip $500? Even and using a company card that would give me so much fucking anxiety. Like, yeah. oh, what'd you spend your, your your company expenses on? Half a grand on gas. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. No, what's really great is on the days whenever I need to go to um, a hydraulic house and get hoses made. And so then I go and spend, you know, $400 on a hydraulic hose. And then I spend, you know, $300 on ox gas. And then I spend $70 on truck okay, gas. No, no, no. Mo- yeah, moving on. This moving is depressing. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. back on track. Good lord. So, yeah. It's fucking One year horrible. anniversary. One year anniversary. Um, we might be doing something special, I guess. We, we, have we'll a couple, we have a couple ideas for some cool things that we might want to do for our year anniversary. It's we'll not going to be... buying be... everyone on the Discord of Warlord Titan. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck for legal oh. reasons, that was a joke. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <for legal laughs> um, ah, what the fuck? 
We do oh, have a couple. Damn it, Hephaestus. We have a couple ideas. I came up and licked my fucking toe and I damn near shit myself. <laughs> uh, uh, the cats over here like time to find a new kink. <laughs> but um, we have a couple ideas. We're not doing any, we're not going to do a giveaway shit. just because we've done one recently and, you know, we're broke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. That's coming up. And what, what I was saying is I don't think really any of us thought we'd get to a year and still be having as much fun as we are yeah. so that's cool i'm just I'm, you know i just think it's really awesome that we've gotten to this point we have a really active community and yeah really, i would i would like to take a moment to thank everybody in the discord because like we had our month and a half break and everybody was just still having a fun old yeah chat like y'all are y'all are awesome and i know that month long well, everybody's month, um rooting for me to switch to white scars and wanting seriously just to stab listen him. listen <laughs> mitchell knows every time he switches his space green chapter one uh, that 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 counter goes down by one, and he doesn't know the number. But when it reaches zero, I'm gonna hit him with a car. <laughs> so so here, and take all of his models. Here's the important question, though: When he inevitably changes which legion he wants to play in 30k for the fifth time, will that also contribute to the number? Are they Space Marines? Fair. And are they changing? Fair. Then it fair. sounds like they fucking count. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. Oh yeah. yeah. Warned. Oh yeah, buddy. I'm fucking coming for your ass. <laughs> But uh, uh but yeah, no. Warned. Uh, we, joke, jokes aside, we just really want to say thanks, guys. Like y'all have been awesome. Yeah. I know that month long break was really kind of thrown on y'all because it kind of came up fast for us too. But y'all stayed active, and I know Mitchell was pretty active because he, you know, loves y'all more than we do apparently. <laughs> but um, I know me and Phil weren't on there too too much. But we just really appreciate y'all just talking and having fun and chillaxing and just being. Being good to each other, it just it's just really cool to see. You know, it's not a, not a huge community, but it's definitely really cool to see. Yeah, one one of the things that I'm probably really, really proudest of for our community is the fact that, at least to my knowledge, we have had no. We set up whenever we initially made their Discord, we set up a list of rules and said, "Hey, follow these rules," um, and just like as long as you follow these rules, everybody will be have a good time, be happy, yada yada yada. And I don't think we've yet had a single complaint about I, I think, anybody like harassing any other anyone no, else. No, I, I think the only time there's only been okay, two. No, there is there is one time we've had harassment, and it was when um, Johnny though put that timer and kept pinging Eminent like every. I wasn't harassment; it was funny shit. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, it but went like, for the, like the seven hours. I think the liberator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. for Psycho Sanchez. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, okay, no, so there, there may have been a couple issues. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, well, no, I think the only time that we've actually had like a, hey, you'll need to calm down on this just because yada yada for, for reasons, you know, is when I forget who it was, but they were having that like religion talk. Um, I think it was about Christianity or something like that. And I think me or Mitchell had to step in. Like, hey, guys, let's try to keep the tone down but, a little bit. And they were like, yeah, yeah no, no, but, but yeah. It, it wasn't that it was bad. It just because that could be a touchy topic. Yeah, there, there's, and everyone responded appropriately. And yeah. Yeah. And there's there's definitely been some some discords that. I know Mitchell, you and I have been a part of that. Like, you know, some people go on their head ass shit, and it's like they I've, get warned two or three times, and they're like, "No, we're just not going to listen." I forget which Discord it was, but this was like it, it was maybe, it half, was, maybe half a year, half a year ago, when Mitchell told me there was some shenanigans going down, and it got pretty fucking spicy. Yeah, it was BCS, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, um, thankfully, we've never had that kind of issue. And yeah, y'all are y'all. I, are I just wanted awesome. to say personally that like y'all are doing a great job. So yeah, also, I, I'm gonna let Mitchell talk because we keep interrupting him and he's giving me the crazy eyes. Yeah, but so. like, fuck this guy. So I mean, much. that's fair. And he's here to say, tell <laughs> me more about your work. That I'm trying to go down. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also, you know, 
we kind of just showed up to War Games Con. We didn't really make an announcement other than all the Discords like, "Hey, we're here." Oh and, yeah, those yeah. pictures. Yeah, we yeah, we were we were at our we uh, we went and, we were at our first tournament. Like I guess as uh, as Lorecast. I mean, not that anyone knew. It was totally just us three being there. Being yeah, we kind of just but. showed up and then harassed our local game store uh, manager who was also there, and we were, and, and then we couple, harassed another friend, uh, another couple friends of ours. Yeah, um, Jacob almost got like fucking tackled by one of our friends oh yeah no i was in that building for like 45 seconds and our friend came in like gave mitchell a hug and gave phil a hug and then i was gonna give him he was like no big boy you carry me and he fucking out jumped on me and i was like fuck i can't see if he lifted his leg so i just leaned back and picked him up because yeah, i thought he's like he was princess carrying the dude around i thought he was like actually jumping on me and i was like oh shit and then i almost fell and we were both just like ah yeah, and he was like, wait, what's going on here? This wasn't what I wanted to do. And seriously, or Jacob's just standing there, and he's just like, yes, I am the man in this place. This is what you wanted. Look at what you did. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was amazing just to go into this like the tournament and like go look at the painting competition. Oh, my See, God. They're dude, so they, good. Dude, okay, I really want to say this. Age of Sigmar tabletop games look so much nicer than the 40k there ones. was a table that i yeah. forgot to take a picture of and i don't know if it was like it was th- two big spires. those big spires yeah i yeah. don't know if yeah that, i don't know massive i don't know if that was officialized terrain or if someone made those things but they were huge think, honestly, and they were fucking gorgeous you know what they looked like to me they looked like somebody had taken uh oh damn it i'm gonna forget what those are called the big like bulbous tyranid thing that almost looks like a an egg from uh, aliens yeah like oh, it looked oh, like they the, had taken the, one of those, those and like, put them on like top those of the fucking fire. spore mines. Yeah, I, no, no, I guess I don't know. You're, you're the yeah, you're the Tyranid. Uh, I mean, the only <laughs> thing that I can think of that looks bulbous are the spore mines, but those float. Yeah, but aren't they like this big? No, the transport. I think it's a Forge World. Oh, uh, yeah, I forget the name. It's like a Tyrannus. I'm not Tyrannosite. Tyrannus. I know, yeah, but it's, I forget it's like the name. it's 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 almost the size of like a volleyball. Yeah. Or yeah. I guess a softball Other would be that, the more amazing. side. But yeah, anyway. Made me want to actually, you know, paint my armies again. Not, yeah, not to mention, dude, Brandon, his fucking knight, the moss that knight. That moss oh knight. My God, oh my God. That like thing looked lot. fucking phenomenal. Like, I was sitting there and I was like, man, I want to pick it up and look at it, but this is a tournament. I want to fuck with this shit. Yeah, and they were like about it, to start. We were like, okay, can we like snag pics real quick? <laughs> it looked phenomenal. Yeah. It really did. Yeah, so. um, I think that's it. Mitchell, oh yeah, that was everything. keeper of the list. That was everything on the list. All right, yeah, then um, I guess. So Philip, we'll hop into it. Who's Slanesh? I don't know. My dad. <laughs> You're literally. <laughs> you are the. Okay, I, I said I don't the know, and Mitchell just like his listen, eyes were like, I swear to God. Listen, I will there's been a you. couple things that Phil's done over the past couple months that I'm starting to think he's gonna have to lose his Hedonite card. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You're not being debaucherous enough. You need to start, like... Br- don't. Don't even finish you that need, You need to I'll start. Do I'll do it. Okay, Mitchell has two perfectly sized cats, and I'm just saying you know what to do and where hey, to stick hey, what. Hey. Okay, hold up now. Festus is already licking your toes. He's already initiated. Bro, stop. <laughs> I, I don't need the federal government showing up in my apartment. Thank you very much. I'd also like to remind you that my apartment is about to become your apartment, and, like, this shit will affect you. I mean, we already have the joke about, you know, one of my roommates. Don't speak names. He'll hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Why would you even bring that up? <laughs> it's right. because I'm so, giving away no so, details, but he knows who he, he, knows so who he is. Oh, he's going to smack both of us. Who's Slanesh? And I think it would be really a good idea to go through, like, even the old world, because 
the reason why. Well, we normally well, do. I really wish you told me that before I did all of my research in AOS. Well, we all know so much about the old world anyway. Because, you know, in my opinion, it is the superior game. I love AOS, but fantasy well, was just Lore-wise, so good. they had a lot of Tabletop-wise, AOS is way better, but lore-wise... Yeah. My, my, my... Hold on. Do you know, in my opinion, why fantasy might be better tabletop than AOS? Why? Because AOS doesn't have Tomb Kings. And yeah, you... I'm going to have to no, that's, with you on yeah. that. No, and, no, 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 no. They table... do. They do. It, they're just... That was the Arc Bone The Bone Reapers don't no. fucking count. No, you can still play Tomb Kings in AOS. Really? They're just never going to get updated. What? F- okay, are you shit posting? Are you talking about using bo- using tomb to tomb kings for like bone reapers? Like, um, you know how you c- there is like the primary like the chaplain dreadnought in forty k. That's technically oh you talking about legends. <laughs> oh, you're talking about yes. legends. Yeah. yeah, the tomb kings are legends, and you can still play them legitimately. Do they? But they don't have AOS rules. No, they do. Really? When they got transferred over, they got AOS rules. Yeah, it's first, just they first were... edition AOS was super wacky. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, they're, they're, the rules will never be updated. Okay, well, besides playing a defunct version of the current game, you can't have Tomb Kings. You know who else you can't have? Begelt. Yeah. My I love AOS. Balthazar. I'm not talking yeah. any shit about AOS, but just God damn it, I am such a sucker for fantasy. And I will never forgive GW for the did of my Lizard Boys. Ever. How dare I? Never forget. Never forget. Okay. Anywho. All right, moving on to what Anywho. our actual podcast is about. It's just me crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, Slanesh, uh, hopefully everybody who's listening to this has already gone over our gods episode, but... Mm, A quick little excuse rundown. Excuse me, sorry. Wow, I knew that was, I knew really that was sneaking sexy. up on me. That, that, <laughs> that sound... No, no, no. That sounded like it tasted bad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, moving swiftly on from that, though. Uh, so, Slanesh, one of the four Chaos Gods. Five, sorry. Fucking rats, man. Yeah, no. Yeah. Fucking rats. Sometimes, like, because we, we haven't really done the faction breakdown for Skaven yet, we haven't talked about them a whole lot. For some reason, every time we talk about Chaos, and we keep forgetting that, that the fucking... The rats. The rats. That, uh, the fuck... God, I forget. I even forget his fucking name right now. Skaven. The no, Great Horn. The Great Horn Rat, yeah. Oh, sometimes, yeah. whenever we talk, about Sk- we talk about the gods, and we forget about the Skaven, I always feel like no one expects the Spanish Inquisition, but it's just rat people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. No, um, honestly, God, though, that does kind of happen with us because we're, again, we play a lot of 40K. We play AOS, too, but we play a lot of 40K because that's how we got started in, and, like, that's just what we got started with on tabletop. And so a lot of times we just forget that sometimes there's a... I educated my younglings in 40K, and then they sprouted their wings. (laughs) Uh, A lot of times we just forget that, oh, yeah, that's right, there is more than four. But no, moving swiftly onwards. So... Slanesh, one of the five Chaos Gods, and Slanesh is the Prince of Excess and... Persia? I'm sorry, what was that word? Prince of Persia. The Sands of Time! (laughs) It's illegal to murder your friends. It's illegal to murder your friends. It's illegal to murder your friends. Okay, moving swiftly forward. It's illegal to murder in general. It's not illegal if you don't get caught. All right. You know what? Hephaestus, prepare to be yote. <laughs> <sighs> Remember Hephaestus. Yeah, lick his toes first. So Wait. you turn him on. But yes, no, yeah. <laughs> so Slanesh being the prince of excess and pleasure, preferred elves in the fa- fantasy realm because... You have officially gone farther than Philip has. <laughs> <laughs> it is like a few tin words. <laughs> 
saying deuces, guys. We're going to peace out. Episode over. We'll catch you all in two weeks. Bye. (laughs) Fuck both of you. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, So yeah, Slanesh, Prince of Excess. So Slanesh is kind of interesting because Slanesh rules over basically every emotion that isn't love because that's Nurgle's domain, but rules over. I think he might gorging oneself. I could see Slanesh rolling over like really weird, fucked up types of love. Not, like I love you so much, I have to murder yeah, that's you. Not, that's not love though. That's like lust and like obsession. I mean, it's love from the you know person murdering's perspective. It's it it really is that really is leading more into obsession though. Um, you are correct, and that that is very much Slanesh's domain, and that's the same reason why Slanesh is so invested in consuming elven souls. Because the elven uh, people are very in tune with their emotions. It's very similar to the 40k way of doing things. Mm, excuse me. Jesus Christ, that Whataburger's come back with a fucking vengeance. Do you need some Tums? No, it's just, I keep burping. Uh, Only, well, I'm, not, I'm the one not burping. I know, it's, it's amazing. Weird. It's oh, wacky, oh no, so. Mitchell, you are the one burping. We're just fucking waiting for you to start. Yeah, exactly. So, Man, start shaking the walls. The elven people are very in tune with their emotions. They feel very strongly. They're exceptionally passionate due to their long lives. Like, because they live so long and they have kind of a slower perception of things, the emotions that they feel are stronger and last longer. And and they also have a tendency to indulge in them more. Yeah, yes. if I remember correctly, like don't... Uh, the don't, gigantic orgies. Don't the elves tend to gravitate pretty strongly towards not only passion, but also, like, obsession and things of that nature? Yeah, and again, it's, it's are, because they're so long-lived that they, like... They pick something in life, and that is what they focus on for their life. I just know obsession tends to be one of Slanesh's uh, big uh, top three. Yeah. So. And so, of course, Slanesh comes around and is like, mm, what's this going on? Oh, this is like an entire race of people that are like super fucking obsessed with everything they do. So oh, yeah, that's good. some tasty shit right so there. So good and tasty. Exactly. Yeah, so when, you know, Skaven blew up the moon... Um, and every elf promptly okay. fucking died. When the Skaven the, the blew up the moon. Exploded. When the um, Skaven blew up the moon and then chaos disintegrated what was left. Yeah. Um, all that, you know, yeah, all the Slanesh, elves died. Slanesh just had an absolute fucking orgy and just consumed every... Because, interesting fact, orgy does not mean a bunch of people having sex. Orgy just means a bunch of people doing the same exact thing. I can just see all of the elves dying once the world that was like exploded, mm-hmm. and Slanesh just sitting there doing the is is for me face. <laughs> is for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what happened though. And Slanesh just slurped all of those souls right down and consumed everything. And and Sl- uh, Slanesh actually got so fucking fat off of them that Slanesh became incapable of exerting all of his full and complete power. Just because he could, like, proverbially, he couldn't move a fucking muscle. He was so fucking fat. But in that singular moment, he was actually more powerful than Zinch and Korn. Yeah, Um, this is why we always make the joke that it's a 13-pound brisket. Yeah. Like... You like ain't doing anything after if that. If you eat a 13-pound brisket, you are the strongest person in that room. But you're not going to be doing anything for the next three days. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Except instead of it being like three days, it was more like three million well, years. If I, if I remember correctly, I'm pr- if I remember correctly, when Slanesh ate all of those elven souls, he got, he garnered so much power from it. It was basically uh, that Slanesh would be the strongest of the four in perpetuity. 
because of it. He had garnered so much strength that if he was able to actually like digest it, basically, he would be de facto the strongest chaos god forever. Yes. Yeah, no. And Zinch was like, nah, bitch, not in my house. Yeah, Zinch did not agree with that, and neither did Korn. Uh, so... Slanesh crawls into a hole to proceed to digest this giant fucking meal he just had. And, uh... What's actually funny, before we continue, is I know that whenever Slanesh ate all the souls, he did not expect that to happen. He was like, oh, Jesus Christ, I didn't think this would be such a big meal. Because he did not expect to be that just absolutely, uh, uh, um... Overcum- overcumbered. Yeah, over-encumbered. Over-encumbered, yeah, er, sorry. In- encumbered? Anyway. And or in, whatever. You know, you know the... Grammar reason. aside... So, Slanesh crawls into a hole to be in digesting his food. And, actually, he doesn't fucking move from that until the Chaos Gods find the Mortal Realms. They yeah. find the Mortal Realms, Age of and then Slanesh is like, oh, shit. I should do More things. souls. And so, he starts sending out his corruption again, and starts, like, trying to influence the world. And because he starts doing this, Zinch is like, bitch, you already fat. Fuck off! And actually leads uh, the four elven gods, or three at this point, I think, because I don't think Marathi's technically escaped yet. Marathi boy, comment. Oh, I'm sorry, I was adjusting my mic. Having um, some issues, technical difficulties. Yes, it was falling on me. Oh, um, <laughs> that's my dad. Um, so no, Marathi escaped from Slanesh because Marathi was like, you know how you would sit there and we had. That ramen the other day. Oh, yeah. So yeah. just like really bad upset stomach because Marathi is just the most slimiest person in the world. Um, yeah. Mm. Slanesh puked up Marathi. Gotcha. And that was during the Age of Myth. Um, oh, is that how she got out? Yeah. She got. She was puked up. Yeah. Because I don't... I think because like... Slanesh is like, you indigestion. Well, I know when Marathi first came to be, she was just like falling from the sky and she was like, who the fuck am I? Ah! It was basically yeah, how... No, yeah. But yeah, that was because Slanesh burped her up, basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, hence why Marathi was, had so much knowledge about Slanesh. And the reason why... Because she was Marathi like, was almost a shard of Slanesh at that point. Yes. Also, that's the reason why she has her snake form, because that she is corrupted by Slanesh because of that. Man, Slanesh and, picked, like, the absolute shittiest fucking elf to throw up. I yeah, know, right? Yeah. Um. Also, this is the reason why when Marathi gets more power, Slanesh also slightly becomes more powerful as well. Because there is a connection there, 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 whether Marathi likes it or not. Yeah, there is a connection of... Yeah. I'm going to go back to fixing my mic. You have fun with you that. You do that. So... Yeah, we forgot the wooden blocks on the bottom of it, so they're, they're kind of compressing the, the table a little bit. Yeah, a little We bit. need to find a nice metal table to do this well, or on. Or just wood. Something a little something sturdier that, than yeah, just... something that doesn't... Yeah, form-filled plastic. Anywho, back from the... Sorry for any noises I'm making. Back from yeah, our I technical difficulties. No, me and Phil will just scream over it. Yeah. So, anyway... Ah! <laughs> yes. So, Slanesh pukes up Marathi, and Zinch starts manipulating the elven gods Like, fucking immediately, corn. right? Like, yeah. the literal second Sigmar found Tyrion and Teclis, and Marathi kind of found it, her own it way. It has more to do when Slanesh starts influencing the world. Because Zinch is like, you're already fat and powerful, and... Oh, yeah, I suppose that's not exactly at the same time. You're, you're yeah. correct, you're correct. I'm a little rusty. It's been a bit. A little bit. So... Starts influencing things and eventually, uh, by also messing with corn a little bit, 
starts the elven gods down the path to discover Slanesh's hiding place and to eventually chain Slanesh. Doesn't Zinch kind of give them a little bit of the knowledge how as well? Or was or do they chain Slanesh all on their own? They do it all on their own because they do it uh, because at this point, Malarion is the master of shadows. Um, Yes. I think I did uh, it. Shadows. Olgu? Olgu, yes. yeah. Shadows, misdirection, that whole shtick. Exactly. And I think Malaria... Not Malaria. Uh, Marathi. God. Marathi, at this point, is also starting to master, like, dark magic and shadow magic. I mean, and she so, was having an orgy with her own shadow creations. Exactly. Hey-o. So, they find Slanesh, and they just start I've, ripping souls out. Real real quick question. Um, this is back on the whole, like, Marathi, you know, fucking her own shadow things. Mm-hmm. Um, just a quick question. Is that masturbation or incest? I'm just curious. Masturbation. Masturbation? Yes. Philip? Don't get me started on this. Okay. D- don't. We're going to be here all, all moving, night. Mo- moving on. You still got that game to play. Don't start me. <laughs> Do not get me started. <sighs> All right. Moving forward. So, yeah, they find Slanesh and they start pulling the souls out. And Slanesh, it. <laughs> Slanesh is so fat that he physically can't stop them. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. They did, walk did, into did his we... house and Slanesh is just like, no. In, in, yeah. in, in my process of, like, did we already get that Slanesh is already. It's snared by the chains and no, no, because the 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 chains no, they, they they extract first, then chain. No, it... they chain then extract. Oh, yeah. is it the other way? Yes. Oh, I'm, I misread that then. Okay, so yeah, no, real, it's real, chains first. Real, real fast, all I can think of is when they they find Slamesh and like he physically can't stop them. They just uh, no, huh? no, stop! I'm a virgin. Slamesh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. no. Uh. Yeah, but no, yeah, so you sit there and, you know, chained up, real BDSM mm-hmm. style. Oh, yeah. Um, so the and- interesting thing to note about these change, chains, sorry, is that they're actually crafted from light and it's shadow. darker shadow. It's shadow. shadow. Yeah, it's shadow. Light and ba- shadow Basically magic. what it was was Tyrion and Teclis created the chains, mm-hmm. and then Marathi and Malarion shrouded them. Yeah. In shadow and like illusion and misdirection. Yep. So even if Slanesh somehow managed to like find the chains, trying to figure out how the chains worked would be impossible because the chains would be like, ah, yes, I am a chain. I'm a cheeseburger now. Yeah. And now I'm a cow. And now I'm, I don't know, the first dildo that Slanesh ever found. I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's another important thing to note is that the, the light was in, the, the magic that was used to cast was extremely pure yeah. because it used the essence directly from the edge of the realms of their respective power. It's basically bound by light, shrouded by shadow. Yep. Is how it went, basically. And it's and it's not just, oh yeah, shadow magic. It is it is fueled by the purest form of that magic found, on, found in their realms. They Basically, the edge of a realm where only really a god can go to and come back and not be affected, that's where they drew the power from. And just to give a quick little example of that, if I remember correctly, I'm a, um, in a Heesh, um, the realm where the elves reside, yep. is when you get to like the edge of that realm, if I remember correctly, because I know we went over this, it's basically like the magic is so pure that it'll just fucking, it not only will you be blinded, if you go further, I think it'll just like burn your physical form to like nothingness. Yeah, and which, it like drives you insane. Which too. is why... um. Alarion 
is isn't actually like physical. He just a soul bound bound to armor because I'm pretty sure he went too far and just got fucking disintegrated. Yeah. Yeah. But his but his soul was strong enough or pure enough to like still remain in, in the mortal realm. Something like that. Hashtag next episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Realm we'll Lord faction deep dive. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you're all staring at me. Why, why are we staring at me? To make you uncomfortable. Because you fixed your microphone. To I'm make, waiting for you to talk. To make no, sure I'm just works. trying to make you uncomfortable. Oh. Hi. Okay. I can see into your soul, and there is nothing in there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, but um, so after I. I think it's a very much of a understated event because when we look at this event of all the souls being extracted, we got to that part, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. We, no, we, so we, we just finished Sl- talking Slanesh about Slanesh has been chained. We explained that, you know, that you got chained, what the chains are made out of. And you got to think, the, the, the time gap between Slanesh being chained and Slanesh starting to fuck with the chains is like basically oh, thousands actually, of years. Yeah. Actually, that, that is another important thing to know is where uh, Slanesh got chained. So yes. the location of Slanesh's prison is actually in the same pocket dimension that Slanesh made so that he could digest his food. You're- like, literally, they were just like, well, we were the first ones to find you. Nobody else can really find you. Not even your own demons. So, fuck like, it. fuck it. Good enough. Yep. But no, I forget. Uh, do we, what's the name of that place? I don't think it has a name. I think it's just, like, the place where Slanesh is chained. The no space? Or, uh, actually, yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah, something like it's, that. it's something about like it doesn't have like a specific like a title, name. but they they refer to it as like a no space or it, something it, like that. Like it's in between realms. Yeah, it's one of these sub. Which, if, if you remember, these realms are kind of like floating in space. So it's like imagine floating rocks, oh, okay. like an asteroid belt. I, I, I think it's Olgish, the hidden gloom, gloaming, gloaming. No, because it's, no, that's how they. That's how you like. That's the physical connection to it. Yeah. But the actual location itself is kind of like a pocket dimension. Yeah. Pretty sure. It is a pocket dimension. Yeah. Jacob is quickly going through his notes to make sure that I am, in fact, horribly wrong and is going to rip me a new asshole whenever he finds out the correct answer. Yes. But either way, like, this is such an important event of all the actual souls being sucked out through the Ocarian, o- Ocarian Lantern. Yeah. Um, because this is where... This is the rebirth of elves. It really is. This is this how is, you this get This is the reason realm. why, yeah, elves are still a thing in AOS. Because before this, I think they were in very, very small numbers. Yeah, basically the ones who managed to slip through the cracks and survive based, based on nothing more than sheer dumb luck. Yeah, and then the reason why that exists is because Games Workshop didn't want to get rid of all the models for Cities of Sigmar. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's basically the entire excuse for Cities of Sigmar is like, well, some people survived. It's like, how? It's like, well, they did. <laughs> Let's just accept the fact. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so this is how you get your Lumina from Lords. How, um, this, like, the original Souls game pulled from Slanesh are the Indoneth Deepkin. Yep, that was the attempt number one. Yes, that was attempt number one. And after, like, they figured out how to get things right, that's when there's getting all the other souls um i guarantee you since we haven't seen it just yet but there's gonna be like your shadow elves that malarian has no i think we do have those um we i think they're technically part of cities of sigmar because it's the old dark elf line isn't it no um this is different they're like this a couple of them are like the shadow stalkers from um daughters of cain series 
Oh, oh, you're saying that there's like basically a whole new faction they haven't really talked. Kind of like the um the oh, what's what's the new army in 40k that's coming out currently? Uh, dwarves in space. Um, squats. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. They they are squats. Yeah, the squats. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess that's right because Malarion would have gotten his allocation too. So yeah, we, and we um, just haven't really seen him. Marathi got her allocation. Alucard. I just I said allo. I got straight to Alucard. I'm sorry. Vampires. <laughs> um, and that's where the Mulusa and the Canari come from. So the flying and snake ladies. Yeah, yeah. Um, then, at least the OG ones, not the new ones, right? Because doesn't doesn't she make more by taking more souls? Yes. Oh, I thought she could corrupt the souls. God no. damn, I really wasn't paying attention whenever you covered that book. No, you were not. I, I'm sorry, dude. You ended that. You ended that episode on the floor. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> God, I was tired that night. Uh, going back onto topic though, so the souls start getting pulled out of Slanash though. Yes. And this event. Yes, it is an it is an Olgish. Oh, it is. So basically, I sorry, I had I have lots of fucking I have lots of fucking notes saved into my from in my my notes app on my phone. I had to fucking find it. Um, but yes, no, Slanesh was lured there because it's a contradiction, which is what all of Slanesh's chains are made out of. Because Tyrion and Teclas, oh no, no, I don't think Teclas. A, a Tyrion cannot enter Olgu, mm-hmm. and Malarion cannot enter Hish or Shai or Shaiish. Hish. Because Tyrion is a being of pure light and Malarion is a, is a being of pure, of pure shadow. So when they, they can only stay in each of those realms for like minutes before they basically get like yoed out or fucking die. Olgu, um, Olgish, or Olgu-ish, the, the, the hidden gloom, it is, a, it is literally a realm of contradiction. Because okay. when, when, the, when the elven gods first woke up and they were searching for elven souls and couldn't find any, they, were, they, they, they found... They they found a land of both light and shadow, or they found like some fucking monks or something like that, and and they reunited those elven gods and they led them to the hidden gloaming, which was like a fucking ancient, long lost secret. It is literally a land of light and shadow. It is a land of contradictions. Oh, and it's one is, of these sub realms that we yes, were talking about. Yes, it is a sub realm. Yes, okay. it. But the reason why they trap Slanesh there because what? Because the only thing that can break chains are contradictions, just like the hidden gloaming. Because the hidden glo- gloaming or gloaming, I forget how to pronounce it. It shouldn't exist. It literally exists as a contradiction to itself and it's like the, it's like the only way that Tyrion and Malarion can actually like not die if they want to talk to each still, other they can still use their powers but they don't have to worry about fucking exploding yeah it's the only realm they can actually meet and like talk because yeah. when they first met in the Hidden Gloaming they were like oh yeah fuck that guy but then they came to Common Ground and that Common Ground was fucking over Slanesh <laughs> yeah yes but yes no from uh, from what from what my notes said hopefully past seriously he wasn't a fucking idiot but from what my notes said yes that is where Slanesh is okay but yeah, that's why it's so fucking hard to find because it's like, ah, yes, um, I'm trying to find Mitchell in a room that doesn't, that shouldn't fucking exist. And because I'm an intelligent human, I know something like that can't exist. But then, you know, magic's like, haha, fuck physics. And, you know, somehow a volcano that shoots lava that's as cold as ice exists because fuck you. And that's basically what it is. Yeah. Yep. That sounds about right. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. So. Sorry for the interruption. No, you're all good. I mean, I'd, I'd rather get this right. I had to do a quick deep dive, and I was like, "Oh, I know, I put this in here somewhere." That's right. Okay, so it was a so the, it was a sub realm that they captured Slanesh in. Yes, it was just a different one. Yes. Yeah, once you start realizing that there's like a bunch of different sub realms all throughout, shit gets complicated. I oh, mean, yeah. Nurgle's Nurgle's domain was a sub realm of the of uh, someone else. Yeah, it was the combination of life and. Well, the two life realms, the Gur and 
Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting it. Uh, uh Gear. Gearin? Gearin, yes. Yeah, Gearin. Gearin, fuck yes, Gearin yes, and Gear. Um, that was. It had its own tiny little sub realm. Yeah, and then Nurgle, Nurgle like took it over. Nurgle like yeah. fucked it aggressively, and it no, became this Nurgle's. is not like for sure confirmed, but there was a lot of. Hint. It's heavily hinted at, yes. which means that it's basically especially true. concerning the fact that the hidden that the um the hidden gloam is confirmed, like. Yeah, but, but it's not confirmed that that's Nurgle's realm, but it's heavily hinted at. So it, oh, wait, it, he completely redid that realm to make it look like the Hanging Gardens. That's terrifying. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show that like one of the Chaos Gods doesn't actually reside in like the realm of chaos or the yeah yes realm yeah. of chaos. Well, no, no, not, he technically not, makes it not the, the realm, not but. the warp, the realm of chaos. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, that happens. Sorry, I completely. I was not listening to y'all like at all. Where are we? <laughs> uh, we're at the removing of the souls. Ah, gotcha. The, yes. This is so, the first. The first part yeah. when when a Marathi and Slanesh got way way too intimate. No, <laughs> with that's, each no, other. No, no, that's, 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 yeah, that's the second. That's the second part. Actually, that's the third go around. The that's first the third go around created the Internet Deepkin. The second yeah. go around created all other elves. Um, and then the third go around was Marathi becoming a god. Was Marathi becoming a god? Gotcha. Because Slanesh was still trapped, um, and she was able to steal the Ocarian Lantern from the Internet Deepkin. The Deepkin attacked. Oh, and and, and then she like sucked up the souls of all those powerful elf gods, and that's how she like ascended. Yes, or something like because that. she yeah. was the only old elf like major player that or, or, wasn't or, a god. Sorry, not god. god. Well, El- goddess. Eld- old elven elven kings that were like super powerful because yes. one like shot her with a fucking laser beam and almost killed her. Um, that's the reason why she has two forms at the moment. Yeah, because it like split her, right? Yes. It, yeah. Yep. So, uh, the they start pulling the souls out of Slanesh, and the sens- the sensation that Slanesh felt was basically like having your intestines slowly pulled out through your belly button. I mean, I think he would enjoy that. He both did and a little didn't. bit, yeah. He both did and didn't, and wasn't <sighs> the spiritual loss was like losing a loved one, right? Was what uh, was how child. it was described? Your a own chi- child, a child, yeah, yeah. But because Slanesh is fucking horrible, he both loved and hated it. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Wait a minute. The third go around was Marathi entering Slanesh and eating elven souls. Yeah. 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 So they remove a, they remove a bunch of the souls, and then they just leave Slanesh locked up. So then over this period of time, they get the initial batch of souls, which is the Deepkin. They get the next batch of souls, which are the Realm Lords and everyone else. And then... Uh, Marathi comes back, does her thing, and leaves. And then they just leave Slanesh alone. Just leave him there. I mean, they're like, chained, fuck you. <laughs> we got what we wanted. Yep. But yeah. Um, and she, no, he is currently working to breaking these chains. Yeah. So there's yes. four primary chains. And do we know that? I know there's a like a fuckload of chains. We just don't know how many there are actually. I think there's supposed to be. Four four primary and then a shitload of minor ones that you have to break a bunch of the minor ones. Gotcha. In order to unlock the big ones. Well, I know he's broken two. Shit, which no, I'm not sure. I, I know for a fact he's broken two of his chains, which we'll get to in, in, in a little bit. Yeah, well, the other issue with saying that there's like four chains or whatnot is like, yes, at one point they do say, yeah, there's thousands of chains. The issue is that a bunch of those were broken during the Necroquake. Yeah, reality got rewritten. We'll, we'll, yeah. Thanks, Nagash. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yep. So the point is that two of the big ones have been broken. Yep. And there's more. <laughs> and to be the number will is a to be determined. <laughs> yeah. Probably so, in the next edition when Slanesh gets out. 
or at least well yeah during their her his third edition update. yeah my 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 big my big prediction for um aos for four e because we're in three e right we're in third edition yeah, right my, now. My big, the... my big prediction for four E is gonna be like the, the bit like this like the big entering for three um, E was Dominion I think right the bit the big the the big I think for four yeah. four E is gonna be so much breaking out and so oh, much it's gonna be four not four point yeah. my big thing for four is I think it's gonna be so much breaking out and like shit's gonna get real yeah so uh, these chains okay sorry. The chains do contain Slanesh. The important thing to note about that is it's not just like Slanesh is sitting there like, oh, look at me. I've been chained to a wall. This this sucks. No, these chains are like constantly inflicting pain. Slanesh is not having a good time. It is not like the time Unless my he brothers is. duct taped me to the wall. God. <laughs> I fucking forget that your brothers did head-ass shit like that all the time. Dude, I... You know, so Matt... <laughs> Matthew once got wedged up a flagpole. When really? We, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? I'm not kidding. What the fuck? And my brother David would sit there and like tie our hands together. That's and so unoriginal. Would, it almost like, makes me mad. Yeah. Like tie our hands together, would duct tape our feet together, would duct tape and throw us in a pool and say swim. No, of course it was a kiddie pool. It's not like six feet deep. It was like a foot deep. But we're like so like three. attempted Bro. murder. So like attempted murder with extra steps. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, what no. Well, I'm just gonna take a minute to think on that and yeah, be happy really. that I am, in fact, an only child. Uh, same. Uh, <laughs> what fun times did you and your brother have? Manslaughter. Uh, it's kind of difficult. Crap, what, what is it called? What type uh, of side? When, when, is, what yeah. type of side is killing your brother? It's not patricide. No, it's not father. homicide. Filicide. Filicide is children. I thought that was in, in Sib- side? No, no, um, Google. Google is our friend. Yep. Slanesh would like to know. So, crap, what are we? I am struggling. I'm getting tired. Somebody help. Where were we? Um, that's not helpful. I'm making noises to prevent past the time for a second. Um, chains. Chains. Yes, right. Okay, I remember where I am now. So these chains are constantly inflicting pain, and basically what they're desi- what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep Slanesh's mind so occupied at all times that Slanesh can't divert his attention to try and break out. Okay, which one is it? Fratricide. Fratricide. Fra- that was close. Fratricide. Makes sense, like fraternity. Frat- yes. Fratricide is killing your brother. Sororicide is killing your sister. Can I make a sororitude? Sororitudes. <laughs> I still like Sorora slut. Keep it a buck. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that gets no context. By the way, we're just gonna move straight on from that. You get no details on what the fuck just happened. Yep. <laughs> so it's like these... how we were uh, introduced me as Birdman, and we never said it again. Uh, I think oh yeah. Wh- I think White Cheddar was thrown around somewhere. Yes, somewhere in there. Anywho, Marer, uh, the, the elven god sucking out the souls from Slanesh. No, we're past that. Oh, are we? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're past that. Uh, so Dude, these, we're, we're these chains... To, we're all paying attention uh, we're to We're just fucking yeah. floundering. Uh, I think it's... Okay, no, 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 no. The chains, right? Yes. We're We've been chains. talking about the, the chains, chains for the past 10 minutes. Good God. Okay, no, I'm good. So. The chains are designed to keep Slanesh occupied. They're designed so that Slanesh inherently can't see what they are, 
but also to inflict so much suffering on Slanesh that he can't really he concentrate. Can't, yeah, he can't concentrate on them enough to really unravel them. I think it also more or less keeps him blind to the mortal realms, at least partially. Yes, kind of. The issue is that Slanesh eventually gets to the point where he's like, you know, I'm kind of tired of this. So he, his, he starts cutting off little pieces of his soul to go try and figure out, like, what or devoting pieces of himself rather to figure out what the chains are how they work and so like his primary consciousness is still very much under the effect of the chains but now that's how he's starting to slowly ooze out yeah no he, is this he, how we're getting the news like i'm sorry choking on air um <laughs> dude i don't know i i live a hard life <laughs> <laughs> you work in a fucking office. I know, but I choke on air. <laughs> he works in an office because Bruh. he's too inept to do anything else or he'll fucking die. Um, is this how we're getting all the new, like, Slaneshi demons? Oh, yeah, because I know for a fact Slaneshi, like, after, so after Slaneshi Not... was trapped with the chains for a while, he began to, like, detach pieces of his mind. Not his soul, but I think he basically created... Well, soul, in this, in this context, soul and mind well, are basically he, the same he, thing. He damn near, he damn near created a, like, clone of, a small clone of himself to, like... Un poquito. Un muy poquito. Yeah. Uh, he created very a very small, small clone of himself, essentially, to um start trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with these chains and whatnot and figure yeah. out the fuck to get and out. And so that's how he starts sending out... Because this... Just to give you a little bit of a context, this piece of himself that he sends out is so weak that he just... All he can do is whisper into people's ears. Like, even his most devout hedonites, he can just give them dreams. It still drove them insane. Yeah, that's fair. But honestly, hedonites... I don't exactly take hedonites to be the most... You know, stable, stable individuals. They, they walk on a bit of a knife's edge. Exactly. So, and in some it. cases, literally. And they enjoy it too. Uh, exactly. So, the the other really important thing that happens is that he remains chained for so long, and he is quiet for so long that the scholars that are in charge of maintaining those chains actively start studying him. Because they're like, oh, we have a chained chaos god. Let's learn about it. And he kind of wakes up one day and goes, hey, hey, kids. It wasn't, again, you know, I wasn't... can see you too. And they're like, oh, well, well, hold up, hold up. Okay, we need to do this in shifts now. Otherwise, you know, w- when you stare into the abyss. That's not exactly correct. The, the staring into abyss, the abyss is 100% correct. But it wasn't, they're like, we have a chained chaos god. It was more like Slanesh had been gone for so long that these elven mages and scholars were just began to get comfortable and thinking, like, yeah, Slanesh is just gone. He's yeah. not around anymore. Well, so, I, I was, so, I was so talking about one specifically in charge of maintaining the chains. Oh, yeah, no, that, no, no, that, no, that's fair. But I mean, like, in general. Yeah, in general. Scholars kind of thought that Slanesh was just, had been gone for so long that he just wasn't a threat anymore. He wasn't there anymore. And so they started, doing, they, started, they started doing head-ass shit, basically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, when you stare into the abyss is exactly right. Yeah, and another important thing to note is that Slanesh was chained, but not his demons. So his demons were still out in the realm of chaos trying to work towards um, freeing Slanesh. So one thing that his shard of himself goes off and does is gets in contact with... Oh, I'm going to forget his name now. It's the big keeper of secrets in AOS at the moment. Uh... Who's basically the will of Slanesh. 
but gets in touch with him and starts like basically telling him, Hey, this is where I'm being kept. This is how to come find me. And this is why the elves are now really having to maintain and watch the scholars and the mages who are helping to maintain the chains because the chains aren't just maintained by themselves. They do need constant care and attention from mortals, even though elves are pretty close to immortal. But they do need constant attention. And so the demons of Slanesh are actively trying to corrupt the mages who work on maintaining those chains so that they can break them free. Having said that, Jacob, do you want to go in talking about the chains that have broken so far? No. Dick. <laughs> wow. Um, it took you a while to get through that, but I'm proud of you. Yeah. It um, helped that y'all kept interrupting me for shit. <laughs> get fucked. Anywho. I fucking wish. <laughs> Bro, I've kept my mouth shut this entire fucking episode. A Give moment, me that. A moment of silence for Philip's sex life. Shut the fuck up and keep going. Just give me the fuck. I thought it was Glidus. Or Glidus was the name. Anyhow. That's a very prominent one. Anywho, so the demons start going after the keepers of the obelisks and shit that are like keeping the chains in good health and whatnot and start uncovering secrets and yada, yada, yada. All the while, Slanesh is detached part of her brain and start figuring out shit as well. So that's where I'm going to take over. Um... So Slanesh starts reaching out to like some of the more prominent um, demonettes and uh, keepers of secrets to start really... Is it through the small sliver? Yes. Okay, got it. Um, it and to, to really start making moves moves towards getting the fuck out of um, Ulgish. Ulgubish. Yeah. And so the way the first chain got broken, which was called the Chain of Purest Hatred, was... um. Slanesh got in contact, I believe still through dreams and whatnot, with a, um, a, a keeper of secrets. I think it's pronounced Glitus, G-I-L-T-T-U-S. Uh, Glitus we're not going to try to pronounce Glitus. it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a play on the word for glutton. Yeah. Um, and so Slanesh gave um, that demon the mission of trying to figure out how to get rid, how, how, to, how to break the chains of fucking utter hatred purest hatred and so the only way so they, they figure out that the only way that those chains could be broken do you need me to scoot back bud no i'm good right. I, I definitely don't need you to scoot back not not back but forward um was that it could only be broken by the one who hated slanesh the most and the four elven gods each thought that it was one of them respectively which honest to god was a good guess because you know there's a lot of bad blood going on between. You can never tell who, what, what. That orgy of hate. Yeah. But ironically, what no one actually thought of, or no one actually could have known, was that the one who hated Slanesh the most was Corn. Because Corn and Slanesh have a hardcore hate boner for each other because Corn thinks that Slanesh is stepping on his territory, you know, martial prowess and whatnot. And Slanesh just thinks that Corn is just too much of a basic bitch. No, I like to, I like to believe there's a difference. Corn likes the ability of killing people well the people like the worshippers of Slanesh go like the perfection of killing people yeah yeah corn kind of thinks that Slanesh like dilutes d- dilutes the purpose of melee combat 
because they they're also fl- flighty and dancy and extra about how they fight and kill. Where Corn is just like be angry and stab people. <laughs> yeah, Corn very much sees Slanesh as like the up and coming jackass. Who it's it's like the traditional old timey boxer who's just like I'm gonna beat your face in and like two punches and you're gonna fucking stay down versus like the like. Taijutsu, super like jumping all over the place, martial artist. Where it's like you know, of course, in the real world, real world, any kind of professional fighter like that is mad respect. But like, whereas the traditional boxer is just like, I'm gonna beat your face in really fast and really fucking hard, and I'm gonna do my best to not let you get a counterattack in. Whereas like the MMA fighter is like, oh, like I'm gonna juke you out and fake you and like blah 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 blah. Okay, I know you said MMA fighter, but it sounded like you said anime fighter, and I was like, bro, what? I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> anyway, so, but yeah, no, so the, the person who hates Slanesh the most is Korn. No one, no one knew, no one thought that, but Slanesh knew that. So, yeah. Slanesh enacts some uh, head-ass shit and tasks a demonette, I forget her name, it's like Algaria or some of the nests. It's a demonette. Demonette. To, to go steal a prized axe of corn. I don't think it's one of his axes, but it's a really important um, demonic axe. Basically to steal from corn personally. Yeah, so she does that. Because this is, this, this is a big time demonette. One of them, definitely one of the smarter, yeah. more powerful ones. Uh, I, and think it's, I think it's actually a herald. Because technically heralds are just a, like an like a exalted demon. That would make sense. But so so she gets this fucking axe. She yoinks it. And Korn is like, this bitch didn't just. So Korn sends Karnak to hunt her down. Karnak being Korn's favored bloodhound. The three-headed pupper of yep. doom. And um, Karnak and the demonette have this like multi-dimensional time-traveling game of cat and mouse of Karnak trying to track this bitch down and get the axe back. And finally, I think on like a mountaintop or something like that, um, they finally come face-to-face. And because the there de- can be only one. Yeah, basically. But basically because like this was this was always the plan and the demonette was, you know, fast as fuck boy and like kind of, you know, danced around it. Quicksilver swiftness. She manages to kill Karnak. And Korn's not happy about it. Korn is never yeah. happy. Because an important thing to note at this time is that at this point in time, Korn is the most powerful Chaos God. Well, so, like, the best way I can explain it is this. Obviously, Korn is the god of rage and blood. He's always angry, right? So it's going to sound weird when I say this, but just think about it. This actually made Korn mad. Yeah. Like, for someone that exists perpetually in rage, like, how angry you have to be to actually be mad. Yeah, no, that's 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 one of those like, um, that's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry things where it's like, yeah, Bruce Banner's usually pretty fucking angry, and then he goes Hulk, yeah, and then he's really fucking angry. So Corn basically screams his rage into the void, and it shakes the mortal realms, waking like it wakes up trillions in a cold sweat in quivering in fear from just yeah. the pure bombastic rage that Korn spits into the void. Some of his lesser cultists, they're literally filled with so much rage that their heads explode. And um, the act of him doing this actually broke the um, the chain of purest hate. Because Korn managed to shake basically the dimension, the, the, the world's 
so much and and put so much of his rage into it that it actually satisfied the conditions to break the chain of purest hatred. Yep. And the second that chain broke, I don't know if it's like one of the D. De- I'm not actually scratch that. It said Slanesh. That's stupid. Um, Slanesh reforms that chain, but with illusion, specifically to make them think the chain is still there. Yep. But it's just illusion. And so the second chain. I think, yeah. I think that's also the point at which uh, fucking oh. Crap, damn it. What's his name? The mortal. Sigvald. I think that's also the point where Sigvald escapes. I think it... Oh, no, no. I, I, no, 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 no. I got that wrong. No, no. It didn't... The scream itself didn't break the chain. The scream toppled the obelisks that were keeping the chain in check, but only Korn's rage could break those obelisks, which then led to the chain breaking. That's what it is, actually. Yeah. Because um, these chains are actually anchored to something. It's yes. not just, like, random, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey magic bullshit. Yeah, no, nice no, Doctor definitely. Who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, so, I'm that that episode's still one of my all time favorite episodes. Which seasons? Angels. Called? It's um, yeah, it's it's where they first introduced the angels. It's um, <sighs> the, the, the weeping angels. Yeah, yeah it's, it's when he coins the yeah. term wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Yeah, yeah. A- anywho, um, the next chain going forward that gets broken is the chain of utmost betrayals, which. Basically, um, Slanesh figures out can only be broken by acts of uh, extreme acts of betrayal, right? So Slanesh is like, hmm, hmm, how can I get this to work in my favor? So Slanesh starts seeding cults, not not even necessarily just Slaneshi cults, but just chaos cults in general. Yep, all over the fucking eight realms, everywhere, building them up, making them stronger, spreading them out. Garnishing his power just just for you know time and time and time until finally, I think it's called the time of tribulation. Let me let me check. Yeah, it's it's during the time of tribulation. Yes, time of tribulations is when all of these cults basically go active at once. Yep. And shit gets crazy. An important thing to note is that this is during the age of Sigmar, and yes. the storm hosts have already been around for a while. And ironically, it was it was mainly the. That's um, important to note because the storm hosts feature heavily in this. It episode. was mainly the storm cast that caused it because basically all these cults pop up right, and the, the majority of them were in cities of Sigmar. Not all of them, but the majority. And the storm cast colonels were like, "How dare these jive turkey motherfuckers and just start fucking it's killing one everyone?" Specific storm host in particular. Um, it's because they're at their storm keep. Because uh, a city is, I, I'm pretty sure it's at a specific storm keep that their city is located around. Don't give me that stink eye. Um. So yeah, I, I, I know you talk about that was definitely uh, that was one of the worst ones, but it wasn't the only one because this happens yeah, all it, over the fucking that, realm. Of it, this does happen everywhere, but that's like the big contributor that they cite. I hope um, there's a nice Excelsior. <laughs> I don't remember. Um. My head. But yeah, so the the storm the stormcast start going out in droves to put down these cults and in their as it's coined righteous fury innocents get caught up in it and it's not necessarily intended but this is also kind of plays in the fact that at this point in time the stormcasts are starting to noticeably lose pieces of their personality because of the reforging and nagash being a dick um and so there are some there are some cults that go down relatively easy some that really don't and there's some where there's no innocent casualties some where there's a lot and th- but when this happens on such a ma- on such a grand scale it really adds up and, and one is... specifically as I forget the stormcast the stormhost name but the one that yeah. Phil was talking yeah. about where basically the stormcast kill everyone in the city basically yeah they they fly into such a righteous fury that they basically lose control of themselves for a minute and yeah they slaughter the entire city uh yeah it was pretty fucking bad um 
and, and like I said, this happened on such a grand scale that it sent like a backlash of, you know, emotion and whatnot into, uh, over into the world, which got to the chain and broke it, which once again was then replaced Im- immediately with illusions. Yep. Um, and, and those are the two chains that are broken right now. But then the next can happen that didn't break chains, but is definitely going to be leading towards more getting broken was dun da da dun Nagash being a fuck up. Yep. Also, you know, hashtag the necroquakes. Yes. So when Nagash and we went over this in the Soul Wars, but when Nagash um caused the necroquakes from his black pyramid bullshit going wrong, which oh, which realistically is the Skaven's fault as well, but yeah. It was it was it was such a conflux of magic. And of magical power, it literally rewrote the rules of reality throughout the eight realms and even like the realms of chaos, damn near. Like, that's why magic started going haywire so bad. Is it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, magic is everywhere. It, it, it basically would be akin to like something happening out in deep space that was so powerful, it started fuck, it started changing the laws of physics. Yep. Is basically what happened. Yeah, that, that would be like, to, to give you an idea of how just monumental that is, that'd be like the speed of light changing. Like, yeah, that shit don't happen. Yeah, no, like hundred percent. It would, yeah, it's fucking. It was horrible. There, there, there's a reason the speed of light is the one constant in the universe, at so, least until somebody proves it isn't. <laughs> so as basically the laws of reality were changed across all of the realms, um, it it it, it fucked with the realm stone of Olgu, which was used by Malarion to shroud the chains in shadow, and those shadows broke temporarily on like all of the chains yeah and slanesh was like oh 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 and basically took a mental snapshot of every single chain because yep. the chains were reshrouded and, and and fixed pretty quick because you know elves el- elves do magic real good but in the time they weren't slanesh committed every single chain he saw to memory and um they, I'm going to assume they will be coming up again very soon. Yeah, because and that's and that's why we think pretty strongly that the next, probably not for the Hedonites third edition release, but going into fourth edition, Slanesh is probably going to feature very heavily. Yeah, because basically what that means is like the secrets of every single chain was revealed to Slanesh, and he remembered them. Now he just has to get to work to breaking them, which isn't going to be a, it's just going to be a long process. But now he knows. Like before, trying to garner the secrets of the uh, of the chains was a very long and lengthy process, which really included the demons, like going after the mages when they were taking breaks from like being in his realm to like keep him locked up and shit, and corrupting them and learning their secrets. And da 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 da. Now it's just oh no, Slanesh just fucking knows now. Like he just knows. He he knows yeah. what their weaknesses are. He knows how what, what the contradictions are. He knows what needs to happen to break them. Yada yada yada. So it it really doesn't bode. Well, and then there's the whole like Archeon going looking for Slanesh and whatnot. There, there's just a bunch of things that have happened recently in the lore that really go to show that like it's really building up to Slanesh getting out soon. Yeah. And fucking Lord knows what's going to happen after that. I'm here for it. It's going to get whack. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the next edition is going to be more chaos heavy because if we think about it, 1.0 was the game getting started and being fucking crazy. And it was demons. It was chaos that started it all. Yeah. That, um, that, that was... it was the end of the Age of well, Chaos. Well, yeah, because... Yeah, the, the Realm Gate Wars. Because 1E yeah. was Realm Gate Wars, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, then two that po- was Demons versus uh, Good. Yeah, 2.0 was Death. And this is where you got the Yeah, because 2.0, 2.0 was the Soul Wars, right? Yes. Yep. And then there you got 3.0, which is Dominion, which is... Destruction going destruction, ham. yes. So, Cragnos. It, it would make sense. If 4E was like, 
just lots of like slaves of darkness and heed knights and doing a bunch of yeah, yeah. shit like not that. Not to mention a lot of the slaves of darkness models need some updates. They it, need some TLC. Yes. Please, God, GW, get your head out of your fucking ass and fix some of these goddamn models. But also, like, can I get an Emperor's Children Codex for 40k, please? Can I get size correct Dragon Ogre Shagoth? For the love of God, please release Angron. <laughs> okay, look, you're getting a Codex. You're basically guaranteed to get him. My yeah, ass is yeah. still waiting on fucking Fulgrim. Okay, yeah, that's true, but also, like, I'm never gonna get um, Vulcan back, and I will always have Sleepless Nights because of that. <laughs> I cry. Like we all fucking know that we're gonna get fucking Lionel John. By, by the way, sorry. This is this is the end of the podcast bit. End of the episode. We're just talking oh, about. Oh, okay. Now. I was about to ask. Yeah, no, because because oh, that, no, that's it. Yeah, like the Soul Wars happened and that bullshit chain and like and like the the, the shadows broke and and Slanesh with the chains and that's basically all that's happened when it comes to Slanesh being chained, which is what this episode's about. Well, we've before, al- we've already done the deep dive on Slanesh on the Chaos God, so like that's already we out already there. covered like the importance of like being chained and. Yeah. Then let's, then let's talk a little bit more about like kind of some of our theories about this chain specifically. I want to keep this going just a little bit longer before we go full head ass like onto 40k. That's gonna be hard because like I did not prepare for that question. Well, no, I mean it's, it's, it's a good question. It's just one that's hard to talk about because like the chains are built off contradictions themselves, and we already know that AOS can get into some real head ass shit when it comes to like their magic shenanigans so for all i know the chains could be like ah yes the chains of floating demon penises but haha jk lol stormcast are technically demons haha and weird shit like that so that's it's, fair it's, yeah i'm not also, saying it's a bad question it's so just a really hard question because there's, there's no bias so there's gonna have to be one that like is something with slanesh itself that is a contradiction to herself or her, her, himself it, and that's that. I love how you're stuttering over which pronoun to use is a pretty apt description of what's probably going to happen. Actually, that'd be really cool because we all know the story of um when in 40k for when Fulgrim is, has like has like his his pride is permanently wounded because of um Rylanor. That'd My be really boy. cool if we had a, a something like that with Slanesh, where Slanesh basically so, has to like permanently wound his own vision of himself because he has to do something that is such an antithesis to who he is as a um, spiritual or magical being that just doing it permanently damages himself, but it gets him out. Or and that could lead to a cool story. Here's another thing: is do you remember the 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 models, the twins? Yeah, uh, the, the two demon princes. Yes. Yeah. So there's something interesting there because going back to the whole contradiction thing, Slanesh itself is a contradiction because even though in AOS they almost exclusively use he as the pronoun to describe the Prince of Pleasure, Slanesh is usually depicted as a hermaphrodite. So what might be really interesting is that as part of the way to break out of his chains chains he actually has to split himself into like for instance gork and mork if there was like female slanesh and male slanesh yep that'd be pretty interesting that would yeah. be, that would be really cool. that would be su- like so then we like each potentially... half each half is singularly the weakest chaos god but when they fight together or they form together they reform into slanesh who is mm-hmm. going to be on par with all the other chaos gods what that does mean is that slanesh can be in two play <gasps> Ooh, what if because he splits his power in half that means he he can be one of the only chaos gods that can actually at least partially manifest in the realm that's what i was would that say, not that be fucking terrifying is that we could potentially see like aspects of slanesh or an avatar of slanesh like an yeah. on to God, like, like this is just mini Slanesh. Yep. Oh, that'd be fucking because, awesome. Because here's another thing: is that, uh, fuck. Oh god, 
rattle me bones. Um, Nagash. Nagash. Spin the wheel. No, 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 no. Elder bones. The best. Anyway, back on topic. Nagash is now so fucking powerful. I'm sorry, Philip, he... but do with the sickness. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> the, he is now so powerful that he really can't leave his own realm. Well, hold on, no, 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 because he, no, he's lost a lot of that power because those elves got sucked out of him, and it was the elven souls that were giving him the power. Nagash? He's, no, not. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about Nagash. No, 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 Nagash. No, Nagash. You're right. Yeah, my, bad, my bad. Nagash is, is now, now so powerful. That statement. Yeah. yeah. Nagash and, is now so powerful that he really struggles to leave his own realm, which is why it's avatars of Nagash that do his will out yeah. on the battlefield. Yeah, themselves. because the Necroquakes were still partially successful. Yep. Yeah. And so, honestly, to a certain extent, Nagash is now. He's definitely kind in of the a chaos god of chaos god. Yeah, like I would not be surprised if it turned out that Nagash and the Great Horned Rat could go toe to toe with each other. Man, would that not be fucking just well, awesome if we got like an actual fucking that... like lorical fight between those two? Tyrion was able to one v one Nagash. Who Tyrion? Yes. No, it was, no, 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 it was Teclas, yes, Teclas, but it also wasn't technically Nagash, it was one of his avatars, oh, yeah, yeah, remember, no, if, because he had, like, the book of Nagash, but it wasn't Nagash himself who was there, it's pretty heavily stated that of literally any god, except maybe Sigmar, because the only person, the only person who can go toe-to-toe with Arkham when it comes to plot armor is Sigmar, (laughs) um, it is pretty much well stated that, like, beyond actual chaos gods, if any one of the actual gods went toe-to-toe with Nagash, Nagash would, like, fucking annihilate them. Yeah, because he Shaiish. Cool, because literally, like, think of it this way. When the Necroquakes happened, Nagash had to step out of the power beam <laughs> because he had... Don't die there, bud. I'm good. Me- 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 <laughs> I'm me- good. Menthol pocket? Hey. This is menthol. Hey. Hey. You too choke on air. <laughs> technically That's fair. sorry um but no it, it it's pretty heavily stated that if anyone goes toe-to-toe with nagash they would die because like i was saying during the necroquakes he had to when he was getting like beamed with power from the black pyramid shit even though it was fucked up it was still giving him power he had to step out of it because if yep. he didn't he was going to die from li- like actually be dead dead because he was ga- he was soaking up so much magical power. Yeah. So like while it was tainted and that's why he couldn't soak up all of it, he literally soaked up as much power as he possibly could without dying and mm-hmm. retained it. Yep. Yeah, so like Like just sit on that for a second. Yeah. No, like to if because it wasn't because it wasn't it wasn't just the power of death. It was it was chaos corrupted power of death, and that's why he couldn't suck. He couldn't eat all of it. Was because there was chaos corruption. But he still got a fuckload of that power. Yeah. Here's another important thing to note: is that Slanesh and Nagash have done pretty similar things. Oh shit! Nagash consumed a bunch of souls and powered up as much as he could. Nagash was doing the exact same thing, but with death energy. What's actually really funny is that reminds me of a quick, of a quick little story I was reading. Um, so whenever Slanesh was being like, m- you know, murder raped by the chains, <laughs> yeah, basically, um, he would a- it would actually grant him like visions of the future, and he actually saw a vision of the future where Nagash won. Over all of the mortal realms, and Nagash can never win because he's his own enemy. But well, that's what I'm saying is he saw a vision of when he does, and, he, and first the match was like, "Yeah, fuck my brothers and fuck every mortal piece of shit, get what they deserve." And then he sat there and thought about, it and he goes, "Oh God, everyone would be dead," and like I couldn't do things. Ah! 
you, you can't corrupt the dead. And he starts. The dead don't feel. He starts freaking the fuck out. He's like, no, 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 because he's like, if that happens, I would have no enjoy, no enjoyment in life. Mm-hmm. And Slanesh is very much like, if if <laughs> this is gonna sound super fucked up, but Slanesh is basically like, I rape, therefore I am. <laughs> and so yeah, if he could, if, yeah. he, if he couldn't do that, if he would basically just be like, oh no, I don't exist, basically. And it's just a fun little story because he basically has a whole ass panic attack about it. Yeah, but like that goes back to the whole thing about Nagash is now so powerful that he basically can't leave his own realm. Yeah. Slanesh, after having all of these souls removed, if he has to split himself in order to undo the rest of the chains, yeah, we could very reasonably start seeing actual fucking chaos gods on board that on would, tabletop. That would be so fucking cool. Because yeah. think of it this way. If we actually start seeing chaos gods manifesting, we could get like Sigmar or Gorkamorka. Yep. Or, you know. Yeah. Granted, there, there we, would have to we be could some, get some well, of the. We well, could, well, we could well, get well, some Gork of. Gorkamorka because Gorkamorka is. Or Gork or Mork, sorry. Yeah, it, it would be the Gork or Mork because Gorkamorka is just so powerful. He's Sigmar yeah. level, basically. Yeah. yeah but that's, that, why we'll, but that's, that's why we'll never see Sigmar. But that's the same top, That's but. the same reason why we can't see these gods, because they're just too strong. Like, I love Teclas and Marathi. But, like, Archeon can go against Sigmar. Uh, because we do, we do know the only reason why Sigmar, like, lost to Archeon when they fought in the Age of Chaos wasn't because Archeon was stronger. It's because Archeon used trickery and got Sigmar to, 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 to yeet, yeet his hammer. Yeah, no, if, I mean, think of it this way. If Catacross can go toe-to-toe with Archeon at least for a little bit without dying, Sigmar realistically could probably kill Archeon. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a fun fight, wouldn't be a fast one, but realistically. Yeah. Especially Archeon, if Archeon had to use have trickery. his force of bullshit. Don't even get me fucking started. And but then Gork and Mork is the exact same ballpark. Yeah. No, because yeah. Sig- Sig- Sigmar and Gork and Morka had their fight, and like the first thirty seconds of that fight was Gork and Morka Juan digging Dracotheon in the fucking face and putting making him Dracotheon go. Dracotheon is a god. Making him go night night yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. No, he is a dragon god, and Gork and Morka went boop and just fucking knocked him the fuck <laughs> out. And then Sigmar was like. I take exception to this. And they fought for like five days straight. And they carved valleys that are used in the by realm of uh, Gur, in yeah. the realm of Gur as homes for like orcs and shit. Yeah. So like yeah. But the thing is, if they if they go down the route the, the route of like Slanesh splitting so we can start seeing chaos gods manifest because they deliberately weaken themselves specifically so they can, they're it's it's like going down the Primarch and the Demon Primarch route in forty K. They will start seeing versions of gods who deliberately dumb themselves down so they can actually manifest in the mortal realm to help their followers. Yep. And yep. it would just be fucking cool. Which would also make sense because you would have eight different things you can sp- split yourself off to in like Avatar. Form. Well, it also yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because like, uh, you uh, would want one for every single Like realm. what if Nagash had like Avatar, like one Avatar is actually called Elder Bones and things like that, you know? Yeah. Like that'd be cool. But also when you think about it, it's they kind of have to do it because like they're kind of running out of models. Not like in a bad way, but I mean like we already have like besides just making whole ass new factions, we kind of have models for everything we need. Well, well, now well, when you make a new model, it's either a character or it's some like hyper specialized troop. Yeah. What I love about Age of Sigmar is you get to play these gods. Like I got an Alario box right behind you. Like I haven't built her yet, but like I get to play oh, the god of life. I have yeah. a, I have a new name for Alario besides Mystic Thighs. Yes. Beetle bitch. I like it. I like it. Because she got the beetle. Beetle. 
but like in, yeah it's that's, it's what we want that's as like yeah that's one really cool models that's one thing that i've really liked about aos is the fact that i could just straight up be like i'm just gonna throw a god on the board today I mean, it, it's the exact same reason of like playing primarchs or demon primarchs in 40k like realistically you're never gonna do it because in a tournament they're gonna get shot off the board but it's just fun to play like yeah. demigod-esque characters Especially it's just cool to walk in and be like here's my magnus the red to have a really bad game yeah no, like, especially in narrative, because that's one thing that I think a lot of people forget, uh, because it, I it goes back to that live whole, for narrative. It's that whole 80-20% split thing, where, like... 80% of the profit is ma- is given them by 20% of the of the fan base. 20% of the fan base, yep. and therefore, it's the 20% that gets dictate. the most... That dictate Which, how the unfortunately, means we get competitive shit, not fun shit. Yeah, because going back, going back to, you know, your Magnus the Red comment... In narrative, Magnus the Red, when he kills a character model, shits out a chaos spawn. Yeah. The issue is, is that, that is that his actual yeah, model? that's an actual rule oh, that's for a, his model. That's amazing. The issue is you cannot use that in in matched play because it's not in your list, right? Yep. Unless it specifies you can use his model and it doesn't count towards nope. your list. No, it specifically counts. Yeah. So yeah. no, yeah. So you could so do you that. Have to allocate. The point value ahead of time. Yeah, if which you means play you're that. literally wasting points to models you may never actually use. Because realistically, whenever you play one of the demon primarchs, they get shot the fuck off the board in turn one. Yeah, that's, a lot of times. That's almost why you run them specifically, so you know turn one your army's fine because they're gonna use everything they got to kill your to kill your primarch and then to kill your demon primarch and then turn two. You're like, hi, here's the rest of my army and all of my command points. Eat a dick. Well, yeah. you can look at it the same way as like well, me and Philip's game when I played when I double satan them, like. He spent. Yeah. By the way, dick move. I approve. Yeah. <laughs> I so mean, just, it's still lost. Just give you an it idea. It was fun. Right though. before we sat down to record this episode, uh, Mitchell and I played a game. I was playing my Imperial Fists. For those and in the Mitchell Discord, was playing, I, yeah, that, um, that, that game I should, that we put in Discord that I was talking about, that was like literally an hour before we did podcast. Yeah. So uh, Mitchell fielded two Satans. And basically I spent my entire honestly if you had brought just one I think you would have been in a lot better position um I don't have uh, I, I need more warriors yeah that's fair yeah but basically warrior, what it was is I spent real. my entire first turn just trying to figure out how I was gonna deal with the satans granted you Imperial spent five Fist... minutes trying to determine how to deploy because I put down a satan okay yeah, listen no. when you fucking plop down a nightbringer as your first fucking deployment that that's terrifying it's like yes whatever that thing fucking touches <clears throat> delete yeah <laughs> What is it? Seven attacks at like strength fucking fourteen, uh, like uh, AP fucking four damage D six. Yeah, and then you can't negate wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and can yeah. you use invulns against that? Um, you can spend a CP to negate invulns. Yeah, like literally whatever that thing. Fu- like if you hadn't doomstalkered his tank, realistically you could have ran your fucking nightstalker up there and fucking deleted the tank. And that was the thing is that here no no I'm sorry I don't mean to cut you but here here here's the best example of that. Uh, there's a game that happened at our game shop. I, I want to say about a year ago where someone it was when the, it was when the, the 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 warlord titan that's sitting in the case first got brought. And they played two games of that warlord titan. The first game was just the warlord titan versus like. 5,000 points of bullshit. Yeah, because that Warlord Titan is worth 5,500 points. That Warlord Titan basically dumped 
almost 5,000 points of other shit on the first turn. That's how powerful it is. The second game, they brought Necrons. They brought a singular fucking Satan to the board. And it was a fucking night. It was the fucking Nightbringer. And they ran that bitch up to a fucking Warlord Titan. And they won because of it. Because the Warlord Titan, because the Satan only take three wounds in a phase. And it ran up to the fucking foot of the Warlord Titan and kept that bitch in melee. Yep. And it couldn't use half of its fucking abilities because of that because of that singular fucking Satan. Yeah, they ran a Satan. 370 like- points held up a 5,500 point model. Yep. Yeah, and they ran like a 20-man pack of warriors with it and, to keep and, everything else off and, of it. And also, to be fair, the, the, how, the, how the team that was playing against the World of Titan wins wasn't to kill it. It was just to live for three turns. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that wasn't a year ago. That was like two or three. Yeah, I just know it was, when, any, it, anyway. it was whenever the World of Titan first got brought, and I was sitting there, and I was like, God damn, Satans are dumb. Yeah, because we, like, it, we we knew the manager at the time, and so we, like, walked in, like, right as the store opened. Actually, it was, like, ten minutes beforehand. And they were like, what are you doing here? And we were like, uh, oh, shit, it is early. But and then the, we saw the manager was like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be a private game, and they let us take pictures. It was really cool. But anyway, so... You okay but that's kind of my point, though, is that... Oh, okay. That's kind of the point, though, is that in AOS is you can field these gods and whatnot. And so I think that's the one thing that's been... That I kind of haven't cared for about chaos in AOS is because they don't really have any... Oh, but you have a characters. god. It's fucking Archeon. Boom. I don't play. I don't play undivided. Fuck that shit. But well, it's, no. not, it's not undivided. It's literally slaves of chaos, slaves, slaves of darkness. Same fucking shit. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Potato, potato. Like you can make the argument. Oh, what about uh, Archeon? Oh, what about Bellicorn? It's like my answer to you on that is just I like Slanesh. But Bellicorn is a fun model though. It's like I like. Oh no, Bellicorn's cool. I but like, like Zinch because it is the most eldritch, and I love Cthulhu. And yeah. as as everyone knows, I like screaming and stabbing people, so you know cornflakes for life. I mean, i going to probably change my chapter and get stabbed by you, so yes. I always feel like somebody's, somebody's watching, watching me. Because I am. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so... That was that's something that's always drawn me to AOS is the fact that I can f- just field a literal fucking god. And then I started playing and I was like, I love Stormcast Eternals. I love Slanesh. And then Yandrasta I started playing and I was like, wait a minute, where are my gods? Yandrasta is so cool even though she's basically fucking pointless. <laughs> okay, that's okay, that's something else entirely different though because I'm just giving you shit. Yeah. Well, no, like that does kind of touch on a little bit of a rant though because when you okay, read now, about now, we okay, are, yeah, now we, we're, we're we basically are officially done. done with the podcast. We've talked about all of our head ass shit. Now we're just gonna rant for probably a long ass time because we haven't ranted on a pod on the podcast in you know a month and a half. So if you wish to stay, <clears throat> buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, we have to stretch this bitch out for like two hours. We have thirty minutes. About go. thirty minutes left of pure rant. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing that's always mildly annoyed me about how Sigmarines are supposed to be played is that in my mind the Stormcast Eternals are supposed to be very frontline soldiers. They are warriors at heart. Well, they're also like fucking nigh on they're, they're supposed to be basically nigh on fucking indestructible. Yeah. But that's always the issue that in that, that tabletop both for AOS and 40k is is like like realistically, I'm, I'm well, gonna. No, go- no, no, no. Here, here's my issue though, is if you look at the like the named characters for, uh, 
Stormcast? Stormcast? Like Indrasta like, or Hell... What's the dude's name? Something Indrasta or Hel- not, uh, not Carthalos? No, who's the dude who's with the Hammer to Sigmar? He's the, the captain that, that 1v1... Um, Oh, the Gortide um, guy. He's a big. He's a big name character. We talked about him in the Gortide. Yeah. Hammerhand. Hammerhand. I, th- uh, I think his last name was Hammerhand. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah that, well, that's his. That's the name he earned for himself. Um, yeah. yeah. We're just gonna. Fuck, go with I Hammerhand. can't remember his name, but yeah, Hammerhand. Um, it's right on the tip of my tongue too. It'll come back to me at like four o'clock in the morning tonight. Yeah. But uh, but no, you look at specifically like Yandrasha or Bastion Carthalos. Whenever I think of these characters, and like Yandrasha is supposed to be the hunter, the huntress of Sigmar, and like hunts the big creatures and shit yeah, like just that. Just know this is gonna be really fucking funny when Philip explains what Yandrasha is versus how she's actually used on tabletop. Yeah, no, then that's the thing though. It's like she is a she is a feared fighter and hunter amongst. The uh amongst the Stormcast Eternals, like yeah, this the, is like, the even the Stormcast Eternals don't like hanging out with her because she's so fucking disturbing. Basically, anyone no, 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 anyone no, no. who rolls they in, consider her a saint, pretty much. Basically, well, no, well, some of them do, but some of them are straight up like she wanders into the battlefield with them, and they're like, "Oh, we kind of well, don't want to." Well, near no, her. the big issue is basically any Stormcast that rolls the Yndrasta knows that they're probably all gonna die because Yndrasta is literally Sigmar's answer to like greater demons and uh and like. Uh, the giants and, and all the big beefy ones. So any Stormcast Eternal that rolls around with Andrasta knows they're about to be fighting some fucked up shit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so on tabletop, that's kind of reflected. And like whenever she's within three inches of a monster, like a monster unit, uh, they, they are immediately treated as if they are... 10 wounds less than what they actually have. I have a really funny story about that ability so, that I'll get to after Phil's been talking about Yandrasha. Oh, yeah. Fucking, um, no, 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 no. Scarbrand. I, I want yeah. to explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. And so, like, you'd think, oh, okay, cool. So, like, she's going to be this fucking monster at, like, fighting monster units and, like, being a 1v1, like, insane uh, smash captain is what you would call it in 40k. Yeah. You look at her? No. She's Something not a smash cat. It's actually pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, she's uh she's actually a mid uh, a midline unit. You, what you're supposed to do with her is sit her behind a unit of something. Take your pick. Usually something that has like high mobility that can keep up with her because she has a 12 inch movement because she has wings on her back and like she just get grants buffs because her other big thing is that she can basically point at a unit that has a wounds characteristic of three or less and go. Boop, you get a model back. Like, during the hero phase. Mm-hmm. I forget exactly what it is, but that's more or less what it is. She can point at... I forget whether it's one unit or up to three units. I think it's every single unit that can fit. In a that's model. right. It's every unit wholly within 12 inches of her. Yeah. That has a wounds characteristic of three or less. She can point at them and go, boop, you get a model back. And it's so sad because her even... Other, in- well, no, no, no. Because she has another ability. Her other ability is... uh. You, if I remember correctly, you auto pass uh, battle shock. Mm-hmm. You either ignore or auto pass. I forget exactly how it's worded. Um, and then she has a four up ward. So like, you'd think that this model that talked about in lore is supposed to be this fantastic one v one fighter, and it's like constantly slaying shit. Right after I got her, and early on in my AOS game. Uh, a friend of ours was playing Gargants just because he fucking loved Gargants. He didn't realize that the list was like super fucking broken at the time, but he was just like, yeah, I just love playing Gargants. I want to kick him with objectives. Yeah. That's literally the reason why he got literally into Literally the it. whole thing, about, his whole thing about Gargants was he was just like, yeah, I just want to like move objectives around free of will and like just fuck with people. He didn't realize that Gargants were busted as shit. And I ran Yandrasta 
up into one v one a Gargank. So I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna have a good time. And then she got fucking annihilated, and she had like a squad of annihilators with her. And I was like, the fuck is this shit? And then he came up to me afterwards because he's a very competent player. He's this actually is, one of the guys who taught me how to play. This is David in it. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And he was like, yeah, you should not have done that because he didn't know my list very well at the time. And he sat down and read her rules, and he was like. Yeah, she should never have been in Melee with me. Phillips over here like, I just listened to her lore, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and that's always been my one big issue with how the Stormcast are treated. Oh, well, well, like, like they're captains and their heroes are supposed to be these monster Melee units well, and things like up, that. And like, I they're not even supposed to, like whenever you play them on tabletop, if they're in Melee, something's wrong. I wouldn't even say that's a Stormcast eternal thing. We've had this discussion multiple times, both AOS and 40K, they do not reflect the lore very well. And I'm not saying... I don't know, Kragnos is reflected very well. Normally. That's fair. Normally. I'm, okay, exceptions to the rule do not nullify said rule. Mm. By and large, the lore is not represented super well on the tabletop. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it's a game and you have to keep it balanced to some degree. Yeah. I'm not saying that I wouldn't change things, but I'm, I'm not saying that, oh, it's a piece of shit. I'm not saying that. It's just like, it is what it is. Like, like we were talking about you, the toughness of Necrons and like, yeah. they should be toughness five or something. I wouldn't make them toughness five that I definitely make their armor. I'd, de I'd, def I'd definitely give them three ups saves at the very fucking least. Yeah. Instead of four ups and yeah. their guns should be way more powerful because they're disintegrate things. Yeah. So, real quick, I wanted to say that this has to, it's the Andros story. Um, so, what Phil said is whenever Yandros <laughs> oh, yeah. is within, oh, within a certain range of, of a monster's unit, it, it acts as if it's 10 wounds lower. on It's it suffered 10 wounds for its bracket. Because normally when monsters get wounded, they get bracketed and their stats get shittier because of taking damage. Unless you're Scarbrand, uh, you know, big beefy bloodthirster. So, Scarbrand in AOS... As he takes damage, he does dumber shit. The first he gets one is more powerful. The first one is his his basically I forget what it's called, but it's basically his um I look at you and you die move. Um, basically his rule is you pick you 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 pick a squad and you roll a dice equal to how many dice equal to like the the the, the, the total for how much wounds you've taken. First it's one and then it goes to like six. Depending yeah, on how much wounds you've taken, it's it's a it's a number provided by the bracket. Yeah, so basically, if he's if he's at like three health, you roll like six die, and every four up, it's like three mortal wounds, or yep. d three mortal wounds. Second it's a one, shitload of mortal wounds. His second one is his axe slaughter. The more wounds he takes, the more attacks it gets at at the lowest, meaning three wounds. If he has three, if he only, if he only has three wounds left, it has nine fucking attacks, and it's a beefy ass weapon. Here's my favorite one, and this is what really fucked up Phil. His other axe, Carnage. You don't actually make an attack with that axe. You roll a dice. At full health, it's a six up. At that three wounds left, the lowest bracket, it's a one up. When you roll that dice, if you need it, if you need it slash beat it, you just do you do eight mortal wounds automatically. But yep. if you if you roll a six, it's sixteen. Yeah. So I rolled Scarbred up the Andrasta. Phil ran up because he 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 fought. She fought first. This was Fuck. like the first game of AOS I ever played. By the way, it was it was, it was the first game of AOS I ever played. Kinda so no, it, it was the you. second. It was the second game because yeah. we played we played one game together. Yeah, the cool yeah. cool boys is a little a little better for you. So Yandrasta <laughs> rolls up to um, Scarbrand and deals like eight wounds and fucks him up. Right? He only had he only has like sixteen wounds. So I think I, th I think he deals eight wounds. Yeah, eight wounds. Plus he, he whenever he looks at his bracket, he basically gets treated as if he's been. He's always been dealt 10 more wounds than what he actually So had. essentially, Scarbrand, bracket-wise, was dead. So he was at his lowest bracket. Yep. I one-tapped Yandrasta. 
and that was after my because ward I be- went absolutely yeah. fucking ham. Because because um I lo- first I looked at Yandrasta, and I got six dice, and I got four of them. So I got four, three D, three. I got four D three of mortal wound on Yandrasta. Then I slapped her. Then I slapped her shit in with. Uh, and I would, I would just like to point out that on that initial one, on my four up war saved like four or five of those. You only ended up dealing me like two mortal wounds. Yeah. Um. And and then I slapped her shit in with, with um slaughter, and I dealt her like nine wounds with that and, and again i saved and like i i did like i did no no i did like 23 damage your ward was like fuck you and like really fucked me up yeah right but then so I, i've dealt like eight wounds and then plus the two mortals like 10 wounds right because yeah. i'm at my lowest bracket and then i roll a six on carnage and give her 16 mortal wounds and she fucking explodes yeah. and then <laughs> and i phil was like sitting, one of them and then phil was sitting here like what the fuck was that and then he kind of sits back and thinks and he was like oh I shouldn't have did that. <laughs> yeah, no, because I didn't realize that. Um, I didn't realize that Scarbrand basically had a reverse bracket. That like the more damage he took, the neither did I. Got. I didn't realize it until you had damaged me, and I'm like, "Fuck, man, he took eight wounds, and now he's yeah. minus ten. It's bullshit, man." Then I look at the bracket, and I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah, no, this like, is about I, to be really fun for yeah, me. Because no, I ran her up, and I was like, "Yeah," or yeah. Because I, like, ran her up, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck this guy." And then Jacob was sitting there, and he was like, "Bro, this is gonna fucking suck." What hurt me more, Daddy? Oh, <laughs> and I was like, I was oh, like, yes, fuck. please stab me, stab yeah, me in then, the face. So then that happened, and then Scarbrand proceeded to like one tap my entire board. <laughs> yeah, I got I got tabled like top of turn two. Yeah, but yeah. other than that, it's like Kragnos goes ham. I love Kragnos. Yeah, I would I would love to see Kragnos the- and Scarbrand fight. By the way, the Kragnos book's so good. I loved it. I've heard it's really fucking good. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I'd like to point out is that like some of the gods are really good and some of the characters are really good. Archeon is just really good. Yeah. Fuck that man. But and the horse air quotes he rode in on. Yeah. But no, and but there are definitely some times where I'm like the play style of the army, it's it's definitely like it makes sense oh, from cat, a game perspective. Like the Stormcast, it makes sense on tabletop that the Stormcast would be this kind of force that's very much you use your commanders to buff the ever living shit out of your uh out of your army. Like it makes sense. Because on tabletop. The, even on the book in the books, a lot of times these characters are not they're not even fighting. Like they fight out of the necessity. They're trying to like go like hey you go over there and you go over there but they're like, trying to stay in command but like position, you, hear, you hear all this lords like guard a steel heart steel soul sits there and goes he lived in the realm of nurgle for a long period of time and you think he'd be an absolute beast but he just like he's not yeah yeah no and like bastion carthalos he's the commander of the fucking hammers of sigmar like this dude and in the, the Hammer Sigmar, they're like the big. They're like the ultramarines. They're the poster boys. Yeah, they're the poster boys. The gold, the golden crown people boys. Yeah, gold with blue accents, like that's them. Yeah. Uh, Bastion Carthlos is their commander. The Stormcast, they don't just put an emphasis on leadership. They put an emphasis on martial prowess as well. If you become a commander. It's not just because you know how to talk good. You need to be able to it's mug because, someone. Yeah, no, it's because you can fucking beat somebody yeah, shit you, in. You need to be able to fuck some people up. Hardcore. And, yet, and, and granted, Bashing Carthlos, his rules on tabletop, really fucking good. 
For instance, uh, with Bastion Carthalos, if you successfully kill a model, not a unit, a model, you heal him. Like, I think it's back to full. Jesus Christ, that's really good, actually. Yeah, no, it's fucking terrifying. But you don't put him in melee. Because what, he's better at? Because he crumples? No, because he also has a four-up ward and, like, a three-up armor. Like, he's insane. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mitchell's cat went under my chair, and I was petting her, and she twitches her head back to look at me and goes, bonk, and just slammed her head into the leg of my chair. I felt it vibrate my ass like it was hard. She's not a smart cat. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, like, he is an absolute melee monster. And his hammer does, like, dumb shit, too. But if you want to play it correctly, you don't have him in melee. Yeah, because what he does do even better is uh so for those of you who are more familiar with 40k in 40k you can basically issue uh issue stratagems to anyone on the board in age of sigmar that is very much not the case is very different you have to be in range of your of your hqs in order to be able to receive commands like or, or like, your sergeants have the ability it's like yes. 12 if, inches if you right? have uh it's eight 18 it, it depends it depends gotcha um but yeah it's like 12 or 18 inches Bastion Carthos's big thing is that once per turn, not once per battle, once per turn, he can just go, hey, you, you across the board, 48 inches from me, Do receive this command. <laughs> Have things. Yeah, he can literally just go, receive this command. That is so insanely powerful, because there are some stratagems that can only be issued by your general. Well, that's really, really good. Because like AOS is such a different game from 40k that like a in AOS I know this is gonna sound like I'm being mean but I'm not in AOS you just do less yeah like 40k you'll have one squad shit out like fucking 30 fucking shots if I do my if I do certain CPs I could have a six man squad of aggressors shit out like 72 shots on turn fucking one but AOS like you just you're just not rolling as many dice you're not doing well, as it, many it things. allows you to play the game more yeah, yeah. No, well, because but, like the a lot of times these like you go to turn three or four. Like again, I we had a game of forty k today. It's like it lasted to the end of turn two, bottom of turn yeah, two. You, Mitchell was I, like, I, I give up. I basically had all of your important shit tabled by the bottom of turn two, and we just kind of agreed that like there wasn't any point in continuing because we were literally going to spend half of the rest of the game just me chasing each other around basically. and, and me, me, me taking models off the board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is that when you do less. Being able to have the ability to, at any range, augment what you do with what with the lower amount of resources you have means more. Being able to make better use of, 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 of what you have in a game that intrinsically does less shit is very important. Yep. By the way, I made a new list for my Cruel Boys because I really want to do Skull Bugs. I need 60 Cruel Boys. <laughs> Mitchell's wallet. Oof. Rip. Yep. Well, hey, he's um, no longer paying double rent, so like he can afford that now. I mean, uh, oh man, Phil, with I your fucking probably get some Dominion halves for pretty cheap. Jesus probably. Christ, Phil, I did realize that with you moving in and your rent being cut by like four hundred dollars, the amount of dumb shit you're gonna be buying is gonna be fucking hilarious. No, the amount of credit card debt I'll be getting rid of will be hilarious. Fair. Yeah. That that's fair. Yes, Same. that's fair. No, I got my I got my paycheck uh yesterday and I was like, need to take out this for rent, need to take out this for 
Oh, holy shit. Wait I have money to spend. I have money to put towards my debt. Yeah. And it's great, isn't it? Oh, it's fucking nice. You're welcome, bitch. I also managed to finagle it with my landlord to basically have Phil not have to put a security deposit down. Yeah, that was pretty fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Phil was over here like, man, it's going to be like $700. And I'm like, no, nah, it's going to be like 150 Yeah. My, my security deposit ended up being like 150 bucks. You will be sucking Damn. my balls later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and this, so, sorry. I was just going to wrap it up by saying, like, definitely, while I do really appreciate the fact that I can field literal fucking gods Sometimes on tabletop. It feels like they're not, because of how well, the game is, you can't the use god, them how you want to. Yeah. The god for a, for Stormcast Eternals is the Celestine Prime. That uh, is, I'm sorry, you mean Carl Franz. <laughs> yes, yes. I Carl, will die on this hill. Yes, it is Carl Franz. Um, like, that's supposed to be their god. Mm-hmm. Um, like just like one tab, great, great unclean ones on Lord. It's like he needs to be more powerful. Oh, he's fucking useless. He is not played on on tabletop. Remember, mm-hmm. I, I remember, he's, I remember looking him up because I was really interested because I was like, looking. Well, the, so well, okay, he's not useless. Well, no, 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 the, hold on, hold on. He, how you play him is by keeping him in reserves. When I yeah. when I was first getting into AOS before I decided to go Lizard Boys and I was thinking about doing Stormcast because I simp for Space Marines. I was I was looking at lists right, and I found. Post after post after post after post after post of Reddit or other 40k or AOS um, forums and things like that where you'd go to like talk with like competitive players and people who really knew what they were doing, just giving their thoughts about lists and yada yada. And the unanimous decision was that the Celestine Prime was basically fucking useless. Yeah. You can just build a list, build better lists that do not need him. Yep. Because he, he you, because like for. Half of his shit, half of his shit is like really good for like issuing commands or doing things for your stormcast. But the well, other half is like has... really good at just beating face. And you never fucking throw him in combat, and he never does fucking anything. So you're basically wasting half the points. Yeah, and everyone's cause... like, you can just do more with the points than half them. Which really, well, I'm not done. I, oh, okay, go, it, go it, I agree with you. The point being is, I agree with you because mm-hmm. it really fucking sucks. It's kind of like you know. And this is more of an issue that I have with the game as a whole is you have these badass characters and you basically can't fucking use them for anything but sit there and scream at people because the second they get into combat, they basically fucking crumple. Mm-hmm. Like um, Vulcan Astan, he's a unit that I have for my salamanders. He, I'm not, fuck you, let me, let me speak. Um, he's a really he's a really powerful character who can turn who basically he he yells at people who use flame or melta and they get rerolls and they do dumb shit, but he's fucking useless in no, combat. I'm thinking of Adrax. Yeah, no, Adrax is the one that conti- yeah. that continuously fucks your shit and never dies. Yeah, but he's stupid three up involved. I love Vulcan Astan, <laughs> and and if you follow 40k lore, he literally has like three relics of Vulcan the Primarch. He has the cloak which gives him a three up involved that uh, that uh irks Philip to no fucking end. He's one of the few models that actually has a three-up involved. I thought that was Vulcan uh, who had that. That is Vulcan Histon. I thought it was Adrax. That no, has... Adrax is a four-up. Adrax is the your small one, right? No, that's no, Vulcan Histon. Vulcan's the small one. Vulcan's oh, yeah, resin, no, yeah. yeah. Screw, screw Vulcan. I, I hate that man. Well, I, I, know Adrax, I know Adrax is the one that, con- that continually kills your shit and never dies. I never killed Vulcan. He, oh, no, yes, you have. He yes, dies. you have. The first time, the first time I used Vulcan, you killed him with your, with your demon prince. Did he come back? No. Oh, and I damn near flipped. I damn near the, flip the o- table. It's the only time I ever killed that man, but and no, he stayed dead. Like, <laughs> so he has three relics of Vulcan made by the Primarch, supposed to be the the most badass weapons on the fucking planet. He has the cape, which gives him a three up in Vuln. He has the flamer, which means it's a hand, basically he has a flamer on his arm, but it, it's it's treated as a heavy flamer, which is pretty cool. And yeah, he basically has a heavy flamer that's a pistol. And he has the Spear of Vulcan. And all that sounds really badass, right? 
it's fucking useless. Might as well be. Because he gets into combat, and if he's your warlord, he's he's using a strength 8 weapon, which sounds nice, but his damage is D3. And his AP is like 2. The only yeah. thing good about it is that, it is that it, it, it's a strength um, 8 weapon. But because he's uh, but because he's an older model, he hasn't got a Primaris update. He's like four wounds or five wounds, and he has like three attacks. Yep. Like yeah. he, he's a super badass character who has all these badass relics, and I love him to death. If he gets into melee combat, he just fucking if he gets into combat at all, he just fucking disintegrates. The only thing that keeps him afloat is his three up invulm. Yep. And even then, like when you're getting shot by nineteen fucking things, like it, it doesn't matter. Now there there are like. Definitely your cases that like make complete sense lore wise because Nagash, Teclas, Marathi, they real quick, can, real quick. Can we just talk about Nagash's power to look at someone and just go perish and they fucking disintegrate? <laughs> yes, um, but like you can cast nine spells with Nagash. Teclas, I don't, I never looked. I think Nagash stuff. is the strongest god model, period. Like he's such an OG fucking uh, OP caster. No, I mean, not talking about how you play, I just mean like god to god. I, in my opinion, he's the strongest. Fuck Archeon, he's not a god. Um, but you just they feel like they actually belong to be a god. I don't think about Elariel that much because Elariel is just eh. Elariel is definitely one of the weaker gods. Yeah. Unfortunately. But, yeah. but like and go bring this all full circle, it's like I would love to see an aspect of Zinch. Yeah. Oh my god, an aspect of corn. Uh nut like that'd be wild i think the only problem you would have doing with that is because they're not supposed to have like the images like they're supposed to be incomprehensible you're never supposed to know what they look like and things yeah. like that it's supposed to drive you insane it's it's like looking at an hp lovecrafting god to to we to view their true shape and form would basically drive you insane and you would yeah. die yeah, but that would be cool and that goes back into like the slanash splitting apart yada yada like they could always go that route and like It'd be really fucking cool if they did. Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm always down for big, beefy, badass models. Like, literally, like, I, I think my most hated Primarch is probably Portorot. No, 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 no. Lorgar. I fucking hate Lorgar. <laughs> they could shit out a Lorgar model, and I would not. Just because it's cool. They're badass models, and they're just fucking cool. Yeah. They've written Lorgar so bad when they had such potential to write him so well. Because he, that's... He, well, they they are starting to rectify that with the with like the Primark novels and whatnot that are coming out. Yeah, but but yeah. like it's like <laughs> older pri- o- older chaos pri- Primark lore is pretty garbage. Every single Primark is supposed to be like some form of aspect of humanity, and like some of them are written quite well, some of them not so. Lorgar is supposed to be the faith, faith. of humanity, right? The faith, yes. Yeah, yeah which is funny because Lorgar emb- yeah, he embodies the em- Emperor's faith in humanity, but that got twisted into like the faith of the Chaos Gods. Yep. Yeah, and they could have done so much better because his faith was ripped out from underneath him. And as humans, and a lot of times we sit there and we will strive to believe in something well it comes down to like watching anyone go through a crisis of faith is never a pretty sight and that's basically what logar had is the emperor fucked him over he went through a crisis of faith and bada bing bada boom chaos worship yes so he could be an amazing character it's just that made him cringe well, I mean, it's the same thing, they, they made him cringe. I mean, the same thing goes for Angron. If you actually read, I used to fucking hate Angron. I thought he was the shittiest Primarch alive. But then when you actually read Lorgar's, like, books and read his lore, he's yeah. actually, Angrons. he, Angron's, yeah. yes. He is an incredibly deep, this is going to sound weird, but an incredibly deep and emotional and intelligent Primarch. But because he was, 
it wasn't necessarily his lore, but because how they how, how they wrote the Emperor dealing with Angron was fucking retarded, in my opinion. But just of how they wrote the Emperor dealing with him and how they wrote some of the things that he does, it just really casts a really, really bad light on him as a person. And he just really looks like a fucking crybaby anger monster. And realistically, like, he's a very intelligent Primarch who had very deep intellectual thoughts on the Imperium and was quite emotional about lots of things. But because he wasn't written well when he first came out, it's really easy to look at him and go, like, oh, yeah, he's simple and he's stupid and he's mad. And blah, it's and like Ferris Manus. Yeah, and that's because I, I remember whenever you first got me into 40K and you were talking to me about all the Primarchs and whatnot, and I was like, and you were talking about, like, the Chaos Primarchs, and I was like, man, Angron sounds really cool. And I remember saying that, and you kind of looked at me and you were like, are you stupid? I was like, fuck Angron, yeah, dude. Because this, because you were talked to, you would first start talking to me about 40k before they'd really started going back and flushing out some of the chaos. Well, yeah, because like for, for, for anyone who listened to 40k lore, when I first showed Philip 40k, this was before 9th edition yeah. came out. It was before the 30th Black Crusade. Eighth edition. Yeah, no, like a lot of the shit that came out, that's actually fixing a lot of the, the yeah. traditionally written lore hadn't come out yet. So well, at the we, time. Magnus is by far one of the best written Primarchs, though. Yes. Listen, especially I, with the Solar War series. Listen. Oh my God. I don't, I don't like the saying Magnus did nothing wrong, but I will say is that Magnus needs some fucking therapy. Yes. <laughs> but no, so like going back to Angron, though, I remember like, I remember talking to you about that and I was like, I feel like there's more to Angron, though. And you were, and you were like, nah, there really fucking isn't. The but time, then, the but then I started, wasn't. At the start, at the time, I started collecting the Horus Heresy novels, which, yeah, those had been out for a while, but they weren't, I, I still don't think that even at the time that we started, they weren't quite as popular or widely read yet. But, um, one of the short stories in there was about the time that Karn the Betrayer first met Angron. Dude, fucking Karn needs therapy too. Oh my god. Yeah, and so in the story there, uh, Angron... Uh, so the, the whole point there is that Karn at the time was the captain of the sixth company, I think. And every important person in the Legion had gone to Angron before him to try and introduce themselves and calm Angron down. Because uh, this was when Angron got stolen off of his planet by the Emperor. And Angron and, had killed them and in a fit of rage. Friends die. Yeah, and Angron had just killed them outright. And so basically at that point, they started calling in all of the captains and they'd started drawing lots to see who was going to go talk to Angron next. And Karn drew the short straw. It wasn't quite like that. But anyway, he ended up going next. So he goes in there. And basically, instead of trying to be boisterous and be like, oh, yes, I can stand up to you, father, because they were very much about tests of strength and like proving that they were the best fighter. He basically goes in there and he's like, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen and I'm going to learn. Well, also when Angron had beaten the shit of them, Angron didn't fight back. He just accepted. Angron was like, wait a minute. You get no, two no, minutes. You, you get two you minutes. You mean um, uh, uh, Karn. Yeah, Karn well, no, went on there. Yeah, Karn didn't fight back when Angron yeah. beat his ass. Angron was like, wait a minute. And, Karn, and that's why he stopped and actually listened to him because he was like, why aren't you fighting back? And Karn was like, I love you, dad. And I'm sorry. Yeah. It, Honestly, it was, well, it was something like that. Have, have, yeah, have so either like, of y'all seen the movie Good Will Hunting? No. So real, real quick, the best thing that I can equate it to is the final. So it's a movie that has um, Robin Williams and um, not Mark Wahlberg, the guy, uh, who, uh, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. No, no, it's a guy who plays Jason Bourne. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, no. Matt Damon. Matt Damon plays this kid who's like a fucking genius, right? Like basically a Stephen Hawking, but for math. And he had a super, super fucked up childhood. Like like step parents raping him. Oh, putting I, out I've, cigarettes. Seen, I've seen the second half. And of so this, he's yes. really, really he represses a bunch of his emotions. So they go through, and he has like he has like uh, you know like intimacy issues and all kinds of. He's a fucking nutcase when it comes to therapists, right? So, he, but he all the therapists have basically given up on him. But then he goes to Robin Williams, and they actually work it out. And at the end of the movie, he had like told his girl 
girlfriend to fuck off who we actually love because he has intimacy problems and he goes to Robin Williams, he's talking to him and Robin Williams just goes, it's not your fault. And just starts saying, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And then Matt Damon's like, stop fucking with me. Get away from me. What the fuck yeah, are you talking about? I thought you had this you... huge blowout fight over no, it. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. They almost do. Because Matt Damon's like, I thought you cared about me. Get the fuck away from me. What do you mean? I know it's not my fault. Stop fucking with me. And Robin Williams is just, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And finally, Matt Damon just breaks the fuck down and starts like sobbing into Robin Williams' chest. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens with Angron is Karn's just like, I'm sorry. Like what happened to you was fucking tragic. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. And Angron is finally like, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna stop killing my. I'm gonna stop killing my kids now. Yeah, because he cause, just wanted someone to listen. Realistic. He may not have wanted it, but he just needed someone to listen to actually start to like calm the fuck down. Yeah, because so. what happened in the story is so Karn Karn walks in and he's like thinking to himself like, oh well, like maybe I'll try and fight back and whatnot. And then Angron comes out of literal fucking nowhere and basically in the first motion, uh, in his first assault, breaks Karn's spine, and Karn is like. Oh shit, today's the day I die. And he literally just like accepts the fact that he's gonna die. He just accepts the fact that this is the end for him. And Angron's like standing over him, raging at him about like this filthy fucking dog of the Emperor that comes before him. And Karn just kind of sits there and like blacks out for a little bit. It's just like, mm-hmm, yep, okay. And Angron like rages at him for a good long while until eventually he's like, why don't you say anything? And Angron's like, or, or uh, like, Karn, yeah, because Angron tells him about like what happened to him and blah blah blah, and Karn is like, "Yeah, no, I think I'd be pissed too." And Angron just has this moment. <laughs> Angron's like, like, "Wait, are you val- are you validating my pain?" <laughs> yeah, and but then and Angron like has this moment of clarity, and Karn's like, "I understand your pain, but let me tell you about what we could do for others. Let me tell you about the Great Crusade and what the Emperor does for everyone." And, like, starts telling him about... Or, no, sorry, he doesn't talk about the Emperor. He talks about what the Emperor's other sons do. And what they, as the Warhounds, do. um, Or War Dogs, because that was the name of the... Or Warhounds? War Dogs? The name of the Legion before they became the World Leaders. Mm -hmm. And starts talking to him about what they do to help people. And Angron's like, okay, I understand. I like how we are halfway a 40k podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it just... Really what we're talking about here is... More just how a lot of times in both 40k and AOS, keep your mind open about, how, such the, about am- how these characters are. Yeah, they have such amazing lore. And like, definitely, I always tell people when you first get into this game, pick the army that you like, pick it yep. for the lore, pick it for the characters, definitely pick it for the, the art and the creation that you're going to make. Definitely with them. not saying meta chasing is bad, but realistically, if you want to pull the most in this game for most people, because there are some people who just generally enjoy meta chasing and that's fine. But for most people getting into the game, just pick either what you think, pick what you think is cool or like Phil's pick what you vibe with most floor wise, pick whatever's pretty. It's just, just don't pick what you want based off what brings you the most happiness. Yeah. But, but wait, going back to the whole entire Primark thing, I think the two that have been done the dirtiest are by far Logar and Ferris Manus. Well, Ferris Manus is fucking dead, so... Yeah, he kind of doesn't yeah. get a say in this. But no, no, it's even that. It's like his entire legion is oh, just... Oh, no, yeah, like, Iron Hand Legion oh, gets yeah. fucking they, dunked on. They, they are... It's such awful lore. Like, it can be written Mitchell, so much Mitchell. better. No, you're wrong. It's not awful lore. There just isn't any. Well, that's true, yeah. Like... Sons of Medusa have more interesting lore than the Iron Hands because they're they are not a successor chapter. They are a, a exiled group. They're of basically Iron a break Hands. off chapter instead of like a successor. Yeah, yeah. 
and they're just they're like they're all written as having no emotion but you can have you can show no emotion you can show you can be cold logic but still deeply care Dude, about things iron iron father Ferios, which is like a forge master for the iron hands has more lore and for him his character specifically than the entire iron hands chapter yeah, but slash legion like you could be logical and still have emotion this is something and this is on a different topic than what we were just talking about this is more of like, of like an issue that i have with warhammer ip in general is and this more comes down to like the game not being super lore accurate. And once again, like I, I get it. I get not being able to be completely lore accurate because of the game. But take Stormcast and Space Marines, right? They're both described as like indestructible, nigh deific beings of pure destruction and death that uphold the mantle of a god emperor Truly and bring angels and to bring peace and light to the galaxy slash mortal realms, right? Yeah. Um, Where like one singular space marine can take on hordes of Eldar or hordes of well, fucking Eldar, cultists or hordes yeah. of nids and, and basically fight and basically come out unscathed because they're just that powerful, right? But then you get on tabletop, right? And you're gonna have an army with like a couple of las guns to the face and dead. Yeah, we're well, gonna go on tabletop and you're gonna have like forty space marines in one in, in one area. We'll have forty space marines and like two dreadnoughts and a fucking tank and whatnot. And and, and it to, to really put into perspective, there's there's the scene from uh one of the one of the more recent Dark Imperium books. I think it's the second one where there are guardsmen facing off against uh just standard. Uh, Coldest, I think. No, uh, plague marines. Yeah, yeah. Just like the standard plague marine, the um, guardsmen. There's like an entire. It's like, it's like an entire platoon of guardsmen are trying to take down one plague marine, and they end up having seven thousand last shots later. No, no. I think what they end up doing is they end up like basically jerry-rigging together all of their charge packs like their charged uh charge packs for their las rifles chunking them at the uh um fucking god i can't remember what they're fucking called my brain is not working marine. thank you plague marine chunking them Bubonic at the astartes chunking them at the plague marine and then shooting it and basically blowing him up in a giant fireball and they're like holy shit we killed one of them well yeah it's like it, it if you're guardsman right and you're going on a patrol, and you come across a singular dead space marine, it's like, ah, yes, this entire planet's about to die. Yeah. I yep. would say this Stormcast, it's not that, it's not as bad, because... It's, it, it's not, in, but it's in, definitely in still lore, up there. In lore, like, Stormcasts die all the damn time. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're, they're really, really strong, but their armor is not impenetrable. Like, of course, there's a propaganda that says, like, there's a Sigmarine, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm. you have acidic mud that the cruel boys are creating that's corroding away the armor. Yeah, like it's in, in it's, AOS, it's, it's everything's a, lot a little more, more balanced to itself. Yeah, it's, but it's, it, it, but it's kind of the same thing. It's not as bad. You correct, but it's kind of the same thing. Like once again, like I said, I get it. You can't perfectly emulate the lore on ta on tabletop because then like the s s daughters of Cain would be so fucking fast. They'd have ninety thousand movement and yada yada yada. And the stormcast would be so beefy that you would. Li oh, they'd, they'd have like stormcast movement because they th can run with such speed okay in the Kragnos book there's one scene where a storm a singular storm cast got up to a speed to have the mass to break a um oh, son of um gargant's leg 
Oh, Jesus Christ. They Dude, have, he must have been moving like they, fucking 50 miles an hour then. They like, have six inches of movement on tabletop. No, yeah. no, no a lot eight? of them have five. Yeah. But Case she, and fucking she, point. Yeah. She literally became so like angry or like something. It just, she was like, I'm going to rage. I was like, she's like, I'm a sprint and I'm going to sprint at your leg. But and, and, and that's my point, though. So, like, you have these games, right? Where let's like, like I said, you have forty space marines, two dreadnoughts, a tank, maybe a couple transports if it's a big, big game. Mm-hmm. And you're facing, let's just say, Necrons. You're facing all these Necron warriors and yada yada. And let's just say the Necrons win that particular tabletop game, and you have all those transports, all those space marines, all those dreadnoughts, and that tank die. That's like half of a fucking company. That's damn. That's one twentieth of an entire chapter's fucking strength, and a singular chapter of Space Marines is supposed to be strong enough to take an entire an entire system, not a planet, but a system. A a chapter Actually, of Space Marines can run through and take like dozens of planets. Yeah, and that's like just to give you just to give you a little bit more of an idea. That's like, oh yeah, we took this in like a week. It wasn't really a big deal. Yeah. Because the entire chapter is just like, yeah, we're going to do this. An entire company is supposed to be able to take a solar system the size of, like, Seoul. Like, Holy Terra. Like, an entire company should be able to take that. Yeah, if you said an entire company, meaning 100 Battle Brothers and their Dreadnoughts and their dedicated transports and their tanks and yada, yada, yada. And, and all their that, support staff. And, and that is, like, like that. that is basically a force that will be bowed by nothing. You would need to have, like, an entire fucking... Heretic hi- Astartes. Yeah, you would need, like, an entire high fleet invasion size to take care of to, to kill that shit because the whole thing about the uh the whenever the hive fleet invaded mccrag is that they called upon the entire chapter and a lot of the chapter support to come help with this and they still had a significant chunk of them survive a lot of people got wiped out so like uh, saying a high you need a a high fleet to take out a chapter well, is a you, little you, overkill you, you know what i yeah. mean though i mean if you're the crimson's fist you just need an orc wog no no <laughs> i'm sorry if you're the crimson's fist you just need one missile <laughs> self-harm um but then but and once again i'm not trying to bitch about the game this is just something that's all that irked the more i play the more irked me like take a stormcast for instance right you can have one fucking Yahoo from the cities of Sigmar, a normal man with his Vihander, walk up on tabletop, and there's a potential he has the potential of killing that Stormcast. And realistically, in the lore, one singular human, no weird like this is a veteran of ninety wars or blessed by God or has the power of Jesus in his hand or something stupid like that, just a normal ass basic bitch German mustache man with Vihander can walk up and fucking end basically a demigod. On tabletop, and or a just, demon, a demon, yeah, yeah. In that the shit just irks me. I'm not once again. I'm not saying the game is is piece of shit. I'm not talking shit. I I fucking I've spent thousands of dollars on the game. I play it. I waste hours of my life building and playing. I thoroughly enjoy it. But it just fucking irks me because I got into this game because of the lore. And there are some times where I'm just like, God, I just wish the lore was better represented. Because like space Marines only have like, like it's the, it's the, it's the poster boys. That's the problem. Yeah. Like the fucking Matt Ward. This is the way that I see it. Right. Yes. If you're going to have lore where a storm cast can go so fast, it can break a fucking gargant's leg and that leg and then them thighs, like three storm cast thick. But they have five inches of movement on tabletop. Don't write that lower, or give them ten inches of movement, or something. That's now, what, that's what I would. Now do. this is very much of a special case. But I you know what like, I mean, though. Yeah. Like, like I enjoy the lore, and I enjoy how bombastic and stupid it gets on both ends, both AOS and 40k. But just there's sometimes where I'm like, 
if you can't even begin to emulate it on the game, then just don't fucking write it. It's how I feel sometimes. Obviously, that's not what I want them to do because I don't want the super badass dumb shit to stop. But it just it just irks them sometimes. You know, it just irks them sometimes. Yeah. Whenever you whenever you read basically every other book about how like a space marine gets bogged down by cultists and then with his bare fucking hands just slaughters 20 of them with like nothing but his bare hands his fucking combat knife that's not even a power weapon just a big fucking it knife just big old piece of metal and he's like oh hey hi cultists how you doing this evening murder hobo we gonna have some fun this tonight and then he just murders all of them and it's like ah uh, yes my five-man squad of of uh, intercessors wiped out by a twenty-man squad of cultists. This is this is why I like Astartes because I feel like Astartes has the best portrayal. Yeah, no, because they yeah. basically take oh, out that entire yeah. yeah. they take out that entire fucking ship basically before they got to the weird Zeno well, like spheres. Right? It, it was a squad uh, of five. I think it was five, five or six, five or ten. But the only thing that happened through that entire battle, I, th- I was, think it's ten. But the yeah. only thing that happened in that entire battle of killing an entire ship's worth of traitor guardsmen was one of them got a cracked eye lens. Oh no! Granted, that was by a by a fucking like a powerful psyker. Like a, it, they imply that the psyker, like a B level psyker at least, yeah, maybe a C level, a powerful C level. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think I think they're C levels. Because remember, alpha level psychers can like fuck up planets. That's fair. And yeah. it's just uh, like I said, it's 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 just. But the lore is really cool. Though. Here's a good yeah. example. <laughs> Here's a good example, actually. Once again, back to 40k. I'm sorry. Um, anyone know a guardsman called Sly Marbo? Oh yeah. yeah. So there's a thing about Sly Marbo I want to go into is that it's just it's like again it's Rambo. It's it's, it's, Rambo. it's, it's, it's a complete myth. And the lore and the lore for Sly Marbo except is, that he has a tabletop model. The lore for Shut Sly up. Marbo <laughs> is fun. <laughs> <laughs> his his yeah. fucking face. I, I the, the, the God, face so the dumb. face I put the face I put in the Discord whenever Johnny though was like make this reaction to me and I was like do you want better? That was an old model for Sly Marbo. Yeah. But um yeah, his lore fucking amazing. Love reading it. Super badass. It's so dumb. His model really isn't that good. I mean, it's fun. It, it, his model does actually reflect the lore decently when it comes in being like swiggity swiggity hard to find. But in lore, there was t- a time when like there was like a 20-man squad of fucking CSMs on the planet, but the fuck shit up. And he killed all of them just by doing Rambo traps and shit and being swiggity. A singular human killed 20 warp-infused half-demon demigod fucking chaos space marines by him fucking self, and they never saw him. Yep. Ever. Yep. Yep. And then keep in mind, keep in mind, this is the same, these are the same guys whose equipment in the first book of the Horus Heresy series, Horus Rising, in the first book, they are fighting, honest to God, invisible enemies, and they're like, hmm, yes, interesting. Allow us to tune the auspex inside of our helmets to detect the movement of air currents in the room so we can see these, like, honest to God, invisible enemies moving purely based on how the air the air is moving These are soldiers them. that literally fought Cthulhu in one. Uh, yes, no, that in one there the, in one of the fucking planets they the, I forget which legion it was, but they fought some super fucked up warp, warp entity which, that was basically a Lovecraftian god. Yeah, well, the the other issue with that is that there is a sector out, and I think it's the 
Eastern fringe. Oh yeah, no, we're that, like, like it's straight happens. up, like it's a straight up Cthulhu system, and like nobody goes there. The CSMs don't touch it. But but that's the, what I mean. The Astartes like, don't touch it. The Custodes, I think, have put a cordon around it. No, and yeah, like, if you there, go there, here, we no, will. No, there is actually one store. I forget what it's. I forget what the sector is, but I think it was some a rogue trader who found this one building on this one fucking system in that yeah. area, and Same was like, thing. "I'm gonna go fuck with it." And she was there for like 13 minutes, and then a whole ass like company of of custodians went up there, and they were just like, "Leave." Uh, yeah, leave and we probably won't kill you. We might still do it. Yeah, leave and like we may we may let you get away with mind wiping you. By the way, I just want to state with the new um, Echoes of Doom box. I think the ladies of Lady of Vine. Oh, that one. Yeah, the Skaven Echoes versus of, yeah. Echoes, Echoes of Doom is a uh, fucking Skaven versus Sylvanath, right? Yep. Yes, I think the Lady of Vines actually got done right. Like, God, I hope so, dude. Her new model looks so fucking sexy. Yeah, um, but it's like she gives up. She gives dryads, I believe, five up wards. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's, that's really not accurate. yeah. Fuck yeah, and it's like she she's not a cheap model. I think she's like f- t- take like either three hundred or four hundred points. I mean, that's, I mean, well, hold, the, well, no, the Celestine Prime is like three fifty. Well, fuck, think, but of, she, she, think of Mitchell's she, dryad spam. If he summoned all those fucking dryads, they had five up wards. Oh, he'd be shit. fucking unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's how that's how you should play her. Yeah, and well, that, yeah, that, the, the she, new dragons are. She was she was never a fighter. Each. She was a support person. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. they've done it right. She doesn't get in combat, but her entire character is meant to not be in combat. I believe so. Yeah, like she could still do combat. So like back to what I was saying though is like in in lore, Slime Arbo is depicted decently. He can do a bunch of ambushy shit. He can like basically start start deployed deep strikes and do things like that. But it just I comes down to like all of the crackhead shit he's done and when it comes right down to it, he's not that good of a model. Yeah. Well, the one thing I will say about Slime Marlboro is like that's definitely in my it's mind that's definitely it, one, one of the me- more memeier lore things it, that it, happens. It's like Caiaphas Kane. Like I, I, yeah. I, I, I hope I hope yeah, to God it's, it's we never l- see a Caiaphas. Oh, he's model. dead. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. In lore, Caiaphas Kane's dead. Well, because he's he died from old age. Yeah. Wait. Fucking really? Pretty well, no, sure. Just think about how much time has passed. Yeah. Unless I thought, he's. I thought he was active during the Thirteenth Black Crusade. Like that was the like uh, in that time area. No, he's active between the Eleventh and Twelfth. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Caiaphas Kane stories takes place in like early in the fortieth millennium. I was hearing something weird, but it's just your sonic cleaner in the bathroom. I think that's, yeah, it should be off. Was, I'm hearing like a mm, 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 mm. That's the yeah, ceiling. it's a fan. <laughs> oh, never mind. Yeah, um, I'm just insane. But no, so like Slime Marlboro is definitely more one of those like hey guys, derp hammer. Like it's still 1:40 in the morning, and we're two hours and 12 minutes in. Oh shit! I mean, it <laughs> has, goes hard. It, it has been a while. Um, but no, like, I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it, it's, it's a bit of an extreme example, but it, it just proves the point of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yes. You've been hitting the the, point there's, there's minutes. a lot of discrepancy in lore and sometimes that can just lead to a little, to some disappointment on tabletop because again, I definitely enjoy Stormcast Eternals in their entirety. But when you tell me Yndras is going to be like fucking wandiging, like, you know, gargants, and, gargants shit. and shit, and then she gets fucking crumped when she goes into melee. I'm like, okay, but really though, <laughs> but but why like, though? Like in a, sti- in a single storm ta- storm cast, taking down one gargant. That's not even like Yndrasta. Wait, is that is that like for real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the leg thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And then she proceeded to go kill the gargant. 
I mean, to be fair, once you break its leg, it's like, what, you, what are you going to do, but run? But that's the point, though. It's like, God, you know, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. fuck, um, I played against David with my whole, like, 500 points of lizard men. He had one singular Gargant. He killed fucking everything on turn two, basically. Yep. yep. Gargants oh, yeah. are dumb well, as um, shit. We, me, me and Phil would talk about, what, 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 what's your rant, Mitchell, before we end the podcast? Do you have, any, you have anything to rant about? It's been a while. Gotta give us something, right? Dude, I, not, no. He's too tired. No. And my rant was about Logar being awfully written. Um, Ferris Manus, like pretty much having no emotion. And Iron Hands be- having no lore. Yeah, which is funny because whenever you read about the interactions between Ferris and Fulgrim in the Fulgrim they novel like of the Horus Heresy, yeah, they're they, it's funny because straight bromance. Yeah, no, not only is it straight bromance, uh, they were actually the very competitive with each other. Yeah, because the the Warhammer that Fulg- that uh, Ferris Manus wields and the Fulgrim, Fulgrim made it. Yeah, sword. they made the swords for each other. Yeah, they they made the other's weapon. Yeah. Um, also, how Ferris Manus was one of the most powerful Primarchs. Yeah, like when physical it, when strength. It, when, it comes, yeah. when it comes to raw strength, I think the only one that beats him is Vulcan, and Vulcan is a fucking monster. And he got multiple yeah. times, no matter what what happened, even with all of his clones, always died from Fulgrim. What? What clones? Ferris Manus clones. Who the fuck made Ferris Manus clones? Oh, no, that's right. Uh, fucking uh, 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 Fabius. 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 Yeah, Fabius. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, did Fulgrim show up every time and fucking kill them? No. Um. So Fabius no, I, I think Fabius Bile and Trayson... Doing shenanigans. Yeah, and I believe, yeah, and there's a Ferris Manus clone, I think, that Trazen I don't has. know, Fulgrim. No, no, or, no uh, Trazen has a Fulgrim file. clone. Tra- Trazen oh. has a loyalist Fulgrim clone. But yeah. that, that I, I think like, the, this, only, this the only piece, the only reason why that Fulgrim was, went deeper and deeper into insanity because he could never get Ferris Manus to go to chaos. Um, well, I also know that when Fulgrim actually, he honest to God killed folk also, Ferris Manus at the Ishvan site massacre. Um, that's when he gave the demon full control of his body. Cause he was like, I can't, yeah, he had a full mental he break. Was like, I can't, I can't, I can't comprehend what yeah, I've just done. And because, I'm going to like exile myself. Basically. Yeah, but like the demon in how his... the full Ferris Manus without. Potential technical difficulties. Huh? That was weird. I swear if we lost everything, I'd be so sad. Other than yeah. That, I mean, we're still at 2.15. It hasn't deleted the time. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to hope. Okay. Bye, guys. Well, we're going to see what the fuck that was, and uh, we'll catch you all later. Bye. Bye.